stories don't end. That's it. Good afternoon and welcome to Stories Don't End. This is your host, Vaport3000, along with Cowboy Daniel. Uh, today we have a special guest, Stuart Barefoot of Greensboro, North Carolina. Stuart, will you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm Stuart. I guess uh, as a profession, I'm a uh, public address announcer at professional sporting events such as minor league baseball, professional tennis. do a lot of college sports too, college basketball, college football, uh, some college baseball and softball. And uh, I'm also a voice artist. I've got my own digital production service called Small League Productions. So I provide voiceovers for basically any project that would ever need a voiceover. And I do a little bit of, uh, actually do a little bit of podcast editing and producing too. A lot of front end type stuff. So uh, just kind of helping people get their, their podcast up and running. Will you help us, Stuart? Yeah, will you help? <laughs> yeah, sounds really bad. I just peaked like crazy. Yeah, we need some serious help. Yeah. Feel, yeah, yeah, we will. We will powwow. <laughs> we will powwow after this recording. And, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> like one. Well, just aside. One thing I would like to kind of find out is like how we could do interviews between like three people, but being three different remote locations because it's kind of hard with me being in Vegas right now. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Is there is there a way to do that with it sounding well? Does does would the third person that we would interview have to have a mic, like a good I, mic? Yeah, or? I think so. I think you'd have to. The um the anchor app that we use to post all of this stuff, they actually have a feature where you can call in. Like you could have the the third person, they could just call and talk on their, their telephone. It would sound like that though. It would sound that way unless they had like a better microphone setup. Well, I would I would I would I would uh, I'd, I'd point out with podcasting, especially if you have a guest that uh, that's calling in. It's kind yeah. of, it's it's the same way if it's like a someone calling into a radio a show. Radio show yeah. Listeners will kind of forgive a, a drop in quality for yeah. uh, someone calling in yeah i understand that but they i think with like the radio it's like the person's only ever really calling in for like three minutes maybe you mm -hmm, know sure. yeah they're not, they're not talking for a long period of time yeah. I, so I would look into uh, forgiven I, I, I would look into soundflower too soundflower is like a, it's a digital app that you can actually route uh audio from another platform through so like let's say like you're recording on adobe audition or uh, audacity or garage band or, or something like that uh, you you would connect a skype you can connect a skype call through uh, soundflower and it'll record directly onto a track on adobe or, or anything like that that's now, pretty cool that doesn't really necessarily control uh the the quality of audio but you, you still you'll still get a pretty a pretty clean file yeah and and hope and just kind of in that case just hope that either the the guest has a microphone or has yeah. A, at least a, a decent enough connection to where they, they sound audible. Yeah, I mean that that's okay. re that's really the big thing. It's just like if if they have a like a, a microphone or a way to record, that's just where you're gonna get better audio yeah. quality. I guess, I guess one one thing we could do we could like get a third microphone kind of set up and just kind of ship it to them. Priority two day air, boom. Yeah, then if they've got to ship it back, I guess. Yeah, right? just send yeah, a prepaid a return of... label. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's, that's something yeah. to look into. But, yeah. I mean, we could talk about that later, but let's get more into uh, <laughs> Stuart Barefoot, man. Yeah. So you work for the Grasshoppers, correct? Yeah, the, the Greensboro like the Grasshoppers, yeah. Yeah, yeah minor league baseball team, uh, an affiliate of the Miami Marlins. Yep. Derek Jeter played there, I think, right? He played for the Greensboro Hornets back the in Hornets. 1991, yeah. yeah. That's when they were the Yankees farm team, right? Yeah. Correct, yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. 
Evan, uh, they went from the Hornets to the uh, the Bats. From the Hornets the bats. to the Bats, and then yeah. from the Bats, when they switched affiliations from the Yankees to the Marlins back mm-hmm. in 2005, I believe it was, yeah. they became the Grasshoppers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I miss I miss the bats. They had cooler colors. Yeah, I like that, I like that, the bats so much 90s, better. Uh, the purple and the yeah, the, the purple teal, and black you know, like, with the little teal, like the yeah. uh, like the hornets were. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the, the yeah I, I miss the days of of going out to Old War Memorial Stadium. Yeah, it kind of you know the exterior. Cool, cool little fun fact about that film and ex, the exterior of that stadium was was featured in Bull Durham. Oh really? Oh mm-hmm. really? That's a yeah. great movie. I like Along that. with one other Greensboro establishment, I'll give you each a guess which one it was. Greensboro establishment. Yeah. Um, Bull Durham. Um, uh, get, I don't get, know, man. It's in the food. It's in the food industry. In the food industry. Uh, maybe K and W. No. Yum yums. No, that's a good. That's a good guess. No, it's actually a beef burger. Oh, beef burger. Wow. Beef burger. Oh, it's actually never eaten there. It's actually it's good, man. It's a it's a good burger joint. It's actually so it's during a montage. And the That's scene, wild. and it's it's kind of like showing what that. life on the roads like as a minor league ball player. And there there's a scene where they're all sitting on the like a Greyhound bus or whatever, and they're passing just like bags of like greasy burgers into the bus for people to eat, wow. and beef burgers uh-huh. in, beef burgers in the background. That's yeah. wild. Okay. Yeah. My, my dad used to tell me all, he he would tell me about beef burger because I think he went to he went to UNCG for like maybe like a semester or something. He was. He talking about beef burger, how it was like yeah. really how it had like one of the best burgers in like Greensboro or whatever. But it's, I've never yeah. eaten there. It's yeah, it's I mean it's pretty good. It's if you go there and eat there, uh, the the way they cook the burgers, they put them on like this spinning rack thing, and then they've got like a crock pot beside it with like old kind of like saucy looking stuff that never gets changed out. Mm-hmm. It, it's not it's not. <laughs> It's not for me. It's not my favorite. I mean, not for the faint of heart. Not man. for the faint of heart. Nah. And the, like their system's a little bit goofball too. Like, uh, if you order yeah. order like a, a beef burger and then a drink, they give you your burger at one window, and then you take your ticket and you hand it to the same guy and say you get your drink. I don't know. I thought it was a little. It's nerve wracking. If, you, if you're not familiar yeah. with the process, it, it really is. It, I mean, it it's, is. It's, it's just. Yeah. It just kind of drove me. I'm crazy. always afraid of making a mistake. Yeah. But I think I think this it's. I think that's it's kind of the same thing as yum yums. I mean, honestly, yum yums. It's not like the best hot dog I've ever had in my life, but it's more of the. It's just a. It's a staple in Greensboro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have you have to eat there. You yeah. know, it's it's historic. You know, yeah. it, and it it's kind of adds like to that True. nostalgia of like the old old Greensboro. So yeah. Yeah. it's kind of more of the experience. Yeah. Yeah. True. So. And a lot of places are like that. Yeah, there's some cool little classic spots in Greensboro. I'm actually, yeah. I'm like, I'm starting to like uh, Old Town a lot. I know you go to Old Town a lot, Stuart. Yeah, I've, that's I've a that's a pretty cool spot. I mean, it's like not many colleges have a bar that literally on campus. You know. Yeah, we like, get away with it somehow. Yeah, I guess, but I, guess, I guess it's just been there so long. Or yeah, I mean, you know, it's technically not on campus. It's yeah. just kind of they UNCG like, doesn't own that particular like, plot. So, yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool. That's a neat thing. Like I never really realized how how cool that was until like. I've talked to other people from other colleges and stuff, and they'd be like, "Yeah, you couldn't have a bar on campus." Like, yeah, that that that's in their case, you know, they I wouldn't quite say they even live and die by yeah. by school being in because enough locals yeah, yeah. hit it up to where they, they do, get. Yeah, and on Wednesday nights they do like uh, most drafts are half off. 
I'm, and the food's there. I'm well actually, aware of the. I'm well aware of the draft special. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then the food's pretty good there too. Yeah, the food, the food, yeah. the food's we're, nothing to sneeze at. Oh yeah, we were gonna start doing something on the podcast. Start asking people what they're, uh, what, the, what are they drinking these days? What's, oh, okay. what's your, what's your go-to brew these uh, days? I kind of rally between uh, New Belgium uh-huh. and Red Oak. Oh, okay. Being bo- both, of course, having uh, you know their roots yeah, in North yeah. Carolina, New Belgium's a brewery yeah. up in Asheville. It's got yeah. If, yeah. You, if you ever want a gr- really good brewery tour, go to the go to the New Belgium. It's right there on the French yeah. Broad River. Oh wow, really neat. Yeah. And then of course Red Oak on I forty between here and <coughs> yeah. Burlington. Yeah, uh, so I kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I like Red Oak a lot. It's pretty good. Red Oak always, that confused me before. When I was a kid, I didn't really know what it was. I just, it was this, this building that was literally right on 85 or like the highway. Yeah, Yeah. 40. And I was, I was always thinking, I'm like, dude, the 18 wheeler truck's just going to smash into that one day. (laughs) So that's a bad place to put a building. Yeah, it is kind of tempting fate (laughs) being right there. Yeah. But yeah, that one's that one's been around for a while now. Like they have they have decent beer. Like I like their yeah. their beer's pretty pretty yeah, good. Yeah, they, they mm-hmm. just keep it really simple. Like the both the hummingbird and then the uh, I guess it's their traditional, just the original. Yeah, like the uh, the the um, especially in the states and stuff. Like microbreweries have just popped out of nowhere. Yeah. Like and especially in, in North Carolina too. Yeah. Like I remember when I went in like 2012 or 13. I went to I went to Germany and then I came back like two two years later for just. Uh, for just like a, um, to visit my family or whatever, and there was like bars and breweries like popping out of nowhere. Just just in Greensboro alone too, like that that place has totally changed in the last four years with like breweries and like yeah. bars yeah. and everything. You know, breweries are cool and all. I, I like going to them. Uh, a lot a lot of that stuff's just beyond my comprehension though. Like they've got all these different kind. You know, they, you know, you got like a yeah. saison and you've got. Yeah. You got all these different, like a, like a farmhouse. Yeah, and you got all these different like kinds of sours. And I'm not yeah. knocking that stuff; it's good. But I'm yeah. just, I'm the kind of guy, you know. I just like a cold beer, man. Yeah, so, I mean, exactly. You put, exactly. You put, a, you put a cold beer in front of me. Chance, chances are, I'm going to drink it. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one thing that it's it's kind of it's 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 cool and everything. But then again, it's kind of like the, the yeah the market. It was cool at first, but then like the market's yeah. just been totally saturated. There's yeah. like a brewery on every like corner to where it's almost like it, it kind of takes away from like the uh, it takes away from it. It's almost kind of like it, it you know you know what I'm trying to say like it's better than it's, the opposite though than having no breweries or only yeah. Ha- yeah, or only that, having yeah. true. or only having one and yeah. and then yeah. having to wait online for your beer for a while. Yeah, because because sure. I remember it was like when I remember when I was like a kid, like 16 years old. I remember my sister, like, that's where they went was, like, Natty Greens was the place, man. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the only place you could go. Gross. And they had, but it was actually, it was, yeah. it was actually cooler yeah, back then, I think. because a little it, bit cooler. They used to have, like, the concerts right there on the street, yeah. right near that yeah. bridge. Oh, yeah. Like, free concerts. Like, actually, fun fact, I actually saw the Avid Brothers first time there, free show. They played with the uh, the Violent Femmes, you know, the that band? Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, yeah. They're they're classic, man. You know what's that song they got? Blister, Everybody blister knows? in the sun. Blister in the sun. Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah everyone dude, knows dude, that song. Dude, dude, <laughs> yeah, dude, 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 oh, that was dude. Cool. <laughs> yeah, sing it, man. Sing it. <laughs> oh no, no, no. Yeah. So, yeah, but like that's that's kind of the thing. Like when I went to when I went to Europe, like in in Germany, they're very. Uh, it's like there's kind of like one one beer per like kind of like village i guess 
it's like whatever like whatever kind of state or like whatever village you're in it's just you're gonna get one beer and and maybe like maybe there'll be two beers like maybe there's like a uh you'll just get like a regular like i guess like a pilsner style or whatever and then you'll have like a hefeweizen or whatever so you mean one type of beer not like one like the whole see because the way you said that made it to me sound like the whole village just shares yeah. one you beer go, like you go they only town and they just yeah. have corona that's no no i mean like one bottle of <laughs> no, beer like the whole town no, like no, no, no. they're rationing yeah, I mean, it out like and the, like, here you go get a sip yeah yeah no i, I mean like, like i mean like there's one there's kind of like one it's like one brand of of beer like gotcha. like to that region or whatever like if you if you go down south to like I mean there's a lot of different breweries like in, in Munich of course because that's where the big Oktoberfest is but if you go down there like the bigger brands are like your your Polliner um, have you heard of that No yeah. I sure haven't It's the one with the 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 busty chick on it right No huh. <laughs> that's Saint that's Saint Pauli <laughs> okay. uh, And then I mean you you just have and then yeah. Like it just depends on like what region you are. Like if if the if the beer is made in that region, right. and that's what the bar that's what the bar is going to serve. So it's not you're not you don't have a bunch of stuff like your yeah your sours and your like your beer made with like sawdust in it or has like maybe some like uh yeah. like it's made out of like some seafood or whatever I don't know or it's like smoked hickory beer. Like there's some like crazy beers out there. I just I don't understand it. Kind of baffles my mind. I like I'm yeah. kind of a, I like to keep it. The, as I've gotten older, I kind of like to keep things simple. Yeah, it's just I'm an I'm an amber and lager kind of guy myself. Yeah. I'll yeah, dabble yeah. I'll dabble in the I'll yeah. dabble in the IPAs and the and the sours. Yeah. I like a good sour cherry every now and again. But yeah, yeah. for the, for the most part, you know, nine nine times out of ten, I'm I'm drinking. You know, I'm keeping I'm you know, going back to basics, like you said, lagers, ambers, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's that's another thing too. It's um. I actually, I actually do like I enjoy like a lot of like Belgium beers because Belgium yeah. they they seem to like experience more like yeah experiment more I mean, whereas like Germany like Germany has this law that a lot of people still follow called the purity law. Yeah, uh-huh. you ever heard of that? Yeah, no. And they they only use they only use like four ingredients yeah. for their beer. It's like barley. Like hops and yeah. wheat or whatever. Yeah, I think yeah, like Red Oak says that like on their bottle. Yeah, like it I feel says, like, like follows yeah. the purity laws of like eighteen four or whatever yeah. fourteen eighteen. That or sounds it familiar is. now that you yeah. mention it. But I could I could yeah. be I could be wrong. Yeah. But it's it's not a bad thing. But honestly, like people talk about like oh German beer, German beer. But honestly, like my fa- if you know more about beer, and I didn't I didn't really know about it until I went to Europe. But like Belgian beer. Like the yeah. Trappist beer, like the uh, made by the monks and stuff, you know. Yeah, that stuff's really good. That, like Franz, that's a good beer. Yeah, that uh, that Franziskaner, it's it's pretty easy to find yeah. everywhere. It's like a, a Weiss beer or something like that. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. A Weiss or something. It's really good. Like the banana, clove, and uh, orange coriander or orange peel or whatever. It's, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny that you know, the monks, you know, the men men of God, you know, make the best beer, right? You know. Go figure, right? Well, don't I mean, tell don't tell my parents. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I guess I guess they were the precursors to the Episcopalians, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean that as a compliment. If there's any yeah. Episcopalians listening, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I mean that. I think, yeah, I think I mean George that. Bush was an Episcopalian. Yeah, it, he was. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was kind of odd. I was like, oh, you think you would think Texas, you would think yeah, Southern think, Baptist. Yeah, yeah. I thought he bears yeah. by, like the way he talked and everything. But then I was like, mm-hmm. Episcopalian. Yeah. What? But that's yeah. 
He's a big. Uh, does does he own the Rangers? Doesn't he own? No, the he was a or he, he was a minority he, owner. Or something? Yeah, he he yeah. had like a minority stake in the team. Yeah. Uh, and then I believe I believe when he became the governor of Texas, uh-huh. I think he sold it. He had to sell it. He he at one time, from from what I understand, actually had his sights on becoming the commissioner of baseball. Wow! Believe it or not, that'd be that'd mm-hmm. be pretty well. Mm-hmm. Well, but, who is the who is the commissioner of the MLB right now? Yeah, a fellow named Rob Manfred. What's, uh, okay. What's yeah. his background? What's he do? You know, that's a good question. I don't. I don't know what he was doing yeah. before, but I believe he worked in baseball in some capacity yeah. uh, before before he, you know, ascended to to be commissioner. But, gotcha. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's that's one thing I've always like just following you like on social media, Stuart. Like, it's it's one thing I've had like utmost respect for you. Like, I, I kind of I used to follow baseball when I was a kid because I played it, and my my dad was a big Braves fan. I'm still a Braves fan by just default, but I haven't followed baseball in years, man. But you're, yeah. like, probably the only, like, still, like, younger dude that, like, follows baseball to a T, man. And I have respect for that because no one really the, – the sport, I feel like the fan base is kind of dying. It's just more yeah. of a, it's a social yeah. event. You just go eat a hot dog at and, yeah. you know. You, you kinda, like, people just kind of go to a game these days and just kind of get drunk and, yeah. like, just take a couple snaps and then leave. I think, there, I think there's a, a mixture of – uh, fans who, like you described, either go for the social aspects, whether that's yeah. drinking a beer and eating yeah. a hot dog, or it's just kind of taking in the yeah. spectacle. I, I, I think there's also I've learned this uh, working in minor league baseball. I've learned there there actually is a surprisingly strong contingency of fans that are really fans of the game, and they're they're following the prospects through the minor league system, and they're 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 getting autographs, and they're 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 having you know great conversations about about baseball. True story is before before I was an announcer, actually, I was a camera operator for the Grasshoppers. So I, I was doing a lot of uh, roving, you know, shooting B-roll for the productions and, and stuff. So uh, I got to walk around the stadium a lot and, and talk to fans. And you'd, you'd, you'd be you'd be surprised. I think the perception out there is, is that it's it's not a sport that people still follow. But uh, I, I do agree that it's not as popular right now as the NFL or yeah. NBA. But uh the, the fans that do exist are still pretty uh, pretty passionate about it, and I, I, I was amazed that at how closely you know fans are following some of these these prospects, even at the single A level, which is where the grasshoppers are. Yeah, that's like it's kind of wild. Like I I used to play just as like a rec league, like in in Randleman, North Carolina, and surprisingly, like uh, like Randleman's got like. I don't know if you're familiar with Randall, but Randleman's like pretty good at baseball. Like they have some, they have like a like I think they won states like two years in a row. Like maybe, maybe it was like four years ago or something like that. They've had a few people come out. I actually played with one of them, like Coach Pitch. Mm-hmm. I played with the guy. And he actually uh, he went through the minor leagues, but I think he got drafted by uh, Cincinnati or something. Yeah. I think he ended up th- throwing out his arm or whatever. I think his last name was Tuttle or whatever. I think he ended up throwing out of throwing out his arm. It's tough to make it through the minor league systems. The the, the way I describe it to people is that you know you've got typically any organization is going to have or on any given minor league team, there's maybe three four guys on that team that the organization feels like feels like they are going to make it to the major leagues. Everyone else is just kind of there so they have a team around them because you have to have you have to put nine guys out on the diamond. And that, that sounds harsh, but I mean, it's just it is it, it it is tough to make it from the day from the day you get drafted until the day, you know, from from that point making it to the major leagues is is yeah. an incredibly tough. What's your tough opinion terrain. on uh, 
Tim Tebow, you think you – th- I mean, he looks – I've seen some of his stats. It looks pretty decent. Do you think he'll ever uh, get to play for the, the Mets? What do they have – what do the Mets have to lose by bringing yeah, him up exactly. to the – and, and, and that, that's kind of the – to your point about Tim Tebow, uh, the, the kind of – uh, sidestep that that initial question, and I'll, I'll come back to it. But there's a lot of controversy about Tim Tebow even even playing baseball. A lot yeah. of people say he's taking the spot of another prospect. But kind of kind of to the early, my earlier point is, I, I don't I don't really think there's that many serious prospects out there to begin with. I mean, on the Double A team he's on right now, there's Double A is a little more serious. Maybe there's seven or eight guys on the on the squad, but for, mm-hmm. for the most part, you know, mo- most of those guys aren't ever going to make it to the majors anyway. So I, yeah, I, I think, I think he will make it to the majors only because it seems improbable. It, it seems impossible that he ever would. And just give, given, given the way the last few years in the world have gone. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I think we should just stop saying things are impossible because yeah. they, if we say they're impossible, they invariably happen. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not yeah. going to, I'm not going to say Tim Tebow will yeah. never make it well, to just, the majors. He's like good marketing though too. Like he just, he sells <clears throat> stuff. Like people will come see a team play of team Tim Tebow's yeah. playing for him. I, I think, like he's, I, I do sell think jerseys and put people in seats. So I, I, I do think the, I don't think I do a team's th- going to turn him down. I, I think the Mets are actually probably one of the few teams on which he would yeah. make it to the major or something. Yeah. Just, just because the, the, the Mets are, are the most weird and random organization in baseball right now. I just feel yeah. like, I just feel like that is the one organization where, where something like that would happen. And it's, yeah. it, I could also see it going like really, really well for a while too. Yeah. Like he, he's going to Homer, like if he gets called up, he's going to Homer like on his first at bat or hit a double or, or do something. Then, yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think in the long run, I don't think he'd be a very sustainable big league player. I don't think yeah. he'd, I don't, I don't think, I don't think he'd get on base enough or make contact enough to really be justifiable, but I, I could see him being, because, you know, right now the Mets are comfortably in last place in the NL East <laughs> and I don't see, and with, with all the injuries they have and talk of trading off a lot of their, a lot of that good pitching trio they have, uh, I, I don't see, I don't see them making any real gains in the national league. So yeah. I, I could see, I could see him being a September call up this year when they expand because yeah. in September, you know, every major league team expands their roster from 25 players to 40 players. I could mm-hmm. see, I could see him being one of the 15 guys that, that gets, that's gets brought up in September. Yeah. Like the, the Mets is kind of weird. Like they've, they've actually been, they've actually been pretty decent in the past. It's just, they get, they get so overshadowed by the Yankees. Well, they get hurt a I lot too. You know, everybody yeah. gets, everybody gets hurt. You know, they made the, they made the world series in 2015, of course, and lost to the Royals. Uh, but, but since then it's just been, it's been a downward spiral. Guys, guys get hurt. You know, Jay, Jay Bruce hasn't been consistent. You know, Cespedes gets hurt. You know, that pitching trio they have, they, those guys are never all healthy at the same time, it seems like. Matt Harvey turned out to be a bust. They're still paying uh, Moises, not nah, Moises Alou, the, uh, who's, who's the, the guy they deferred all that money to. I'm blanking on the guy's name now. But uh, and they're still paying him all, all that money. Uh, just lots of weird stuff happens to the Mets. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I, it, I that, that's why I say they're they're the perfect team for for Tim Tebow because why why not why not bring him up what what else could he, he I don't think he makes I don't think he makes the team worse at this point yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think he makes them yeah. he doesn't make them tangibly better but yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least at least there's yeah. at least they'll get an ESPN game yeah uh, they'll get yeah. an ESPN game <laughs> and they'll sell some jerseys and yeah, yeah. probably sell who's, a few more tickets who's your uh, like. Who's your favorite baseball player right now? Like, 
Who's your and then all, I'm Chipper a, Jones. Well, Chipper Chipper retired, so if we're talking. <laughs> uh, well, for staying with for staying with the Braves, Mark McGuire. Uh, I'm going to go with Ozzy Albies, second baseman. Little guy's like five Mark foot eight, and he's already at this yeah. at the time of this recording, he's already clobbered twenty home runs yeah. this season. Uh, if, if we're going to go uh, outside of the Braves, I really like this this Otani guy, the the guy from the Japanese league, who's a he's, he's a like pitcher. Six, yeah, he's a pitcher. Is he Sixteen and years old. For, no, nah, he's like twenty three. Okay, There's for the Angels. Yeah, he's he plays for the Los yeah. Angeles Angels. He he pitches and he's a designated hitter, so he's. Oh yeah, uh, I've seen, I've seen some of his highlights. I Man, like yeah, it's amazing. He's like, dude's like, what is he six three or what? He's just super tall, but he pretty like, thin. He pitches really well. Yeah, and then like he hits really well. Mm-hmm. It's kind of rare yeah. sometimes. I heard the the Royals they were, uh, got a guy. He's like from Japan and he's sixteen years old. Is this true? I don't know. That's the first time hearing. Yeah. If, if he's 16 and he's from Japan, he's they're they're probably going to put him through the minor league system. Uh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So riddle me this. I don't know if you know the history on that, but how did how did baseball get so big in Japan? Was it just like after World War II, we were just like, hey, we're gonna we're, we we defeated you guys, but as a gift, here's baseball. Like is that's that a, the that's story? that's <laughs> a distinct possibility. I really. <laughs> That's a, it's probably, that, yeah, maybe. Happened, I don't know. I don't, yeah, it's like, hey, we just, we just, we're gonna, we firebomb your country. Hey, sorry. Um, here's you guys can have baseball. You know, yeah. that was in the no- negotiations of the peace talks. Like, here, here's baseball. Yeah, I'll, at least I don't know. Maybe it'll, it'll build morale. Yeah, maybe yeah, at like the maybe. Harry Truman Presidential <laughs> Library, they have an exhibit on that. I haven't seen it, so yeah. uh, I don't. I don't. I, I'm 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 gonna yeah. cast some yeah. doubt on on that particular narrative, but <laughs> yeah. uh, I also don't have a better version of, yeah. of it for yeah. you. So, yeah, just, I've just I've never really looked into that, but I've always yeah. noticed a lot of good prospects, and they have like a lot of teams, and like the Japanese like people really love baseball. Yeah, yeah, the, there, the so. people in South Korea really like it too. I mean, it's a it's a global sport at this point. I mean, you know, the, the, I would say the Dominican Republic. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sammy Sosa. Uh, Cuba. I mean, Cubans are, are really good at baseball. I mean, it, it's really even Canada's not bad at it. Really? Who's a good Canadian player? Oh, um, Andy Johnson. I I believe uh, Freddie Freeman might be Freddie Freeman, a Canadian player. Don't quote me on he's, that. Yeah. Does he play for the Braves? Yeah, he's been their first baseman yeah. for like the last like eight yeah. seasons now, and he's okay. He's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I don't think I've Oh, I've Mike Trout. Mike Trout's Mike a Canadian. Trout. Yeah. yeah. Mike, Mike Trout's Trout, Canadian. I was about to say. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's that's uh that's my bro- my brother's team at the Angels. He really loves like Mike Trout. Yeah. And, uh, he, well, he, Mike Trout's he, amazing though. I don't no, I don't know much. Very good. I don't know a lot about baseball, but I do know Mike Trout's pretty great. He he, he played for like the using, Texans or something. No, he plays for the Angels. But, yeah, well, he, Angels. He, yeah, he used to play for the Texans, though, I thought. No, he's no, always he's always played for the Angels. He came up through their farm league, I think. The prospect. Gotcha. I don't know a lot about uh, I don't I don't know a lot about all these advanced uh, metrics like saber metrics and and all that money ball. I've been I've been reading articles that say like if if you're using like WAR, uh, which is which stands for wins above replacement, uh, which yeah. is basically like a way of saying like how much better you are than the average replacement in your position. So in his case, the average backup left fielder, like how how many more wins he provides per season by his being there i guess that's that's what it is in a nutshell uh so apparently he historically is like having the best seasons of all time like they're all, all, the, all the saber metrics people say he is as good of a hitter as babe ruth wow uh, which is no really 
Yeah, and I mean, I mean, he's got the yeah. power. I mean, he's got the power. I think to to back that. Yeah. Whether he'll hit, you know, seven hundred and fourteen home Babe runs. Was Babe Ruth even that good though? That's the other question. He did hit seven hundred and fourteen <laughs> home runs. Yeah, I think. Did, well, yeah, did, back back then, like yeah. even like back then, in the old days, the sport was. I'm not saying Babe Ruth was like not good or anything, but he I, he might have a harder time during this time frame because yeah, because he weighed like four hundred pounds. The diets have really changed. Like yeah, Babe Ruth was like he ate like Babe hot Ruth dogs, was, like crazy. He, he, he was, was just eating hot dogs and just eating junk food, and he's just like, yeah, I'm just gonna go knock one out of the park. <laughs> But I feel like the maybe the competition levels, everyone seems to be like you got guys like that are like Bryce Harper or whatever that's just a, a unit, you know, and he's just a beast and he's like big. You have more people like that, I feel like, than than you did back in the day. You got you've also um, got guys throwing, you know, fastballs topping out at ninety eight miles yeah. an hour. I, I don't I yeah. don't think Babe Ruth being as out of shape as he was, I I don't I don't think he'd be getting around on some of those home runs, uh, yeah. that, you know, some of some of those pitches that he was back then. I just, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I would, what, what I would, do you, what do you, what do you think about? Uh, so like, yeah, Mike Trout and like Bryce Harper. Those are the two big names I think in bi- baseball right now. But I, I, I think what what I've seen from their stats. I don't really watch them as much, but what I've seen from their stats, I feel like Mike Trout might be a little bit better. But Bryce Harper seems to get more like the. Uh, the FaceTime, you know? Yeah, part of it's probably just being in the D.C. You know, Bryce Harper plays for the Washington Nationals. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I think I think playing in the D.C. market probably helps a little bit. It's actually interesting you bring that up about about Mike Trout because there was some, some controversy recently about actually Rob Manfred, the commissioner. He made some comment mm-hmm. to the effect of, you know, well, Bryce Harper would be more of a superstar if he'd promote himself more. Basically, a.k.a., hey, baseball's got an identity crisis uh, we don't have, we don't really have any, we don't have a face of the game. Somebody please step up. Uh, which, you know, I, I, I think that was wrong of, of Manfred to say personally. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think part of it's just, part of that's just, I think Mike Trout being a little bit of a low key kind of guy. I don't think yeah. he likes a lot of publicity. Doesn't yeah. really seem to have the, a lot of the endorsement deals that another athlete of his caliber in another sport might have. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I think I think Mike Trout's probably would probably be okay with that perception because yeah I think, I think I, that's, yeah go ahead sorry no I just saying I, I I think he is better than than Bryce Harper Bryce Harper's really yeah. good but I think oh yeah he's really good not taking anything from him but yeah but Mike he's Trout also hitting have better stats well and Bryce Harper's hitting like two fourteen right now you know he does granted he does have like twenty home runs or more but he's hitting yeah. like two, he's hitting like 214 which is not so good or good no that's bad that that sounded yeah. bad yeah i yeah. didn't think that was good yeah, yeah you want to yeah. you know you want to be hitting like 298 well 298 i, I, really I kind of feel like it was he was he's almost like um well, he's kind of almost like how everyone like well i mean lebron's like showed it but you know like lebron from high school everybody was like dude this is the next Whoever, you know, this is next Michael Jordan. Like Bryce Harper was kind of like that. I remember he actually came through Greensboro. I don't know if you were at that game. But yeah, I well, he had highlights. He had to come through a couple times because he he would have played for um, uh, the Hagerstown Suns. Yeah, they're yeah. they're they're in the South Atlantic League. So, yeah. and that's out of Maryland. Is that Hager? Yeah, Hagerstown. Yeah, because yeah, they're they they feed into the uh, Washington Nationals. Yeah. Didn't he? Didn't he? Uh, I remember one time like there was a highlighter. They said something like he. He like stuck his tongue out at someone. He or blew a, a home he, run. He blew a, blew kiss, a kiss at somebody. Yeah, which is an odd oh, way yeah. to celebrate a home yeah, run. Yeah, that is yes. kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. And that's like he's kind of been like that. 
like he's been like the face of baseball the last few years, but he's almost kind of like been like the bad, the bad boy too. That just like yeah, kind of very, very cocky for his own good or whatever. Yeah, he's not well liked. Yeah, I, I don't know what he looks like. I'm gonna look him up right now. I, I really haven't watched he like looks any like baseball. A, he looks like a bro, like a bro baseball player. You know. Gotcha. He's a yeah. Surprise. I mean, he's good. Don't get me wrong. Like he's, he's yeah. He's he's a unit man. Like he's just a, a big dude that like gotcha. looks like he could just knock it out of the park, yeah. and, and he can. He is a big guy. But, so but, for, for somebody that doesn't watch too much baseball, like where where would you tell them to start? ESPN probably does the best coverage on Sunday nights usually. Yeah, I, I feel like you know you've got a lot of the the Fox the Fox Sports affiliates that you know you've got like Fox Sports South that's right. here that's going to do Braves. So if you want to watch the Braves, that's that's a good place to start. Uh, it's really cool. I mean, if you have a good cable, if you have a good cable subscription, the MLB Network yeah. does a really awesome job. They have kind of like the the equivalent to the NFL Red Zone, where every time something exciting is about right. to happen in a game, they, yeah, they cut good. to it. Uh, MLB good. does. They, I think it's called like you know MLB like live looking or something there. Gotcha. So they've, they've cool. So they've got some good like studio analysis that kind of thing. Uh, I, I I would read you know. Uh, you know, a lot of the SB Nation blogs yeah. uh, do do pretty good coverage of it, uh, or just SB Nation uh, yeah. the their their baseball page. I yeah. think does does yeah. great. How, how do you find your favorite team? Like, if you don't have a favorite team, how how would you find your favorite team? I wouldn't Before. find a favorite team if you're if you if you have the chance. I think to watch a sport objectively without being real tied to one team. Yeah, I would I would embrace that. I would just. Yeah. I, I would just find, you know, interesting narratives to follow. Like like yeah. this year, I think, you know, the like I said, Otani out in, in L.A. is, is pretty interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, is you know, is uh, team loyalty, is that a thing of the past? Like, no, I don't, I don't like think so. Throughout, no. Like throughout sports? What, what do you mean? Like, like from, from, from a player's perspective? Yeah, I guess like players kind of like yeah. move around a whole lot more than they used to, I guess. It seems well, like it's more player loyalty yeah, like, now. Because yeah, like, like with LeBron and everything. Especially like, with I, LeBron, I kind of yeah. hate yeah, it's like everyone like follows LeBron. Like wherever yeah. he goes, that's their team now. Yeah, it's kind of. Uh. Well, let me ask you guys this: If what, what, how much loyalty does a player owe a team? If a team can trade his, if a team oh, can I don't, trade, I yeah. Don't think, yeah, I don't think, I don't think LeBron owes Cleveland anything. No, LeBron yeah. put that team on the map. He won them a championship. He he left them. He came back and he won them a championship. And Cleveland, to be honest, man, that's a hard city to play in. Yeah, like. It's, Who wants it, to go to Cleveland? No offense to Cleveland. And, and they don't give them. They don't really give them any. They never. And the first time around, they never really gave LeBron like anything to work with. You know. Yeah. yeah. It was like he was still taking them. He was still taking them to the semifinals or whatever. But they never really gave him anything to work with. I would have left myself. You know. Yeah. And these, I hate it. it they kind of these teams kind of demonized the players. Like, oh, they left and whatever. They had no loyalty, but. Look at that on the on the back side of that, the flip side, like these teams have no loyalty. I mean, they'll trade a player in a heartbeat, like they did with uh like Toronto ch- traded DeRozan or whatever. Yeah, they traded him to San Antonio. I, the, one of yeah. one of the worst was the you know the the Boston Celtics traded Isaiah Thomas, who yeah. you know yeah, the that, day yeah. the day after his sister died yeah, played for yeah, them yeah. In, the, in, in the playoffs, yeah. and then yeah. They, so I, yeah, I I've always I've never liked the fan. I'm glad we agree about this because I've never liked the yeah. whole fan perspective that. Players should stay for should just play for the same team yeah. their whole career. When look at it this way, fans yeah. fans stop showing up when their team's losing. Yeah, like, exactly. They boo their yeah, team. Totally. And, uh, yeah, I, I think I think yeah. players have. I, I I think I think there's tasteful ways to do it. I mean, I thought the yeah. decision from yeah. 2010 was probably in hindsight oh, yeah. was probably a, a, a bad. It was really on the nose, but uh, and I think I think LeBron knows that too because this this time around he just 
it was very quiet, mm-hmm. you know. I thought everyone learned a little something. The uh, the yeah. the owner of the of the Cavs. I thought you know the first time around he wrote that that asinine yeah. letter with the yeah. weird with the weird uh, typeface, and then this time around released the letter in Times New Roman, and it was thoughtfully worded and, and really complimentary. <laughs> so I felt I feel like we all kind of were on. If, if if you followed LeBron's career the way I have, I feel like we yeah. all kind of had over the last eight years. We've all kind of been on this journey where we've all grown and learned things, and yeah, yeah. yeah which been, is what I it's mean, all about. I don't like I don't like that the um I feel like LeBron kind of started a trend with uh, these these super teams. I'm not I'm not a fan of that when he went to Miami. It but, does make I it mean, does make it less interesting. I agree yeah. with you there. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. But see the the the, uh, the one thing the one thing that I, I don't like from like Kevin Durant. I feel like Le- LeBron, I feel like I I don't I didn't really care as much that he went to Miami, but Kevin Durant that kind of really like it's not I don't care that he left Oklahoma City. I don't care about that. But the fact that like he they had they had him they had what they had the Warriors up like three one and then the Warriors came back on him during the semifinals, I think. And they beat him and then the next year he's like, Oh, if you can't it was kind of the mentality like if you can't beat him, join him, you know? Yeah. And he could have went anywhere and been like his his own like his own self and be like you know the the man of the team or whatever but he joins the warriors like the warriors honestly they didn't need him man they won a championship without him you know is does he fit well into the warriors of course because the warriors not only are they the best like they have like the best star power on their team but their team just they all work together you know it's like there's no there's no there's no like drama within the team i think you know i think that's why they work so well yeah but I didn't. I wasn't a fan of that decision, yeah. just because it kind of seems like, I don't know. It was. It's kind of too easy for him, you know, like just to get a championship, because the Warriors were already getting championships. Yeah, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to put myself <laughs> in his place. Uh, it, it just, just from 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 my perspective, let's say I'm I'm a superstar of his caliber, which is a stretch, but let's just say I'm that good at basketball. I'd almost rather go to a team that's already kind of good, but doesn't have an established maybe core or a guy on the team because at that point you know you can go to a team and kind of build the team around yourself and and your style of play versus where you go to where you go to uh golden state and you've already got clay thompson and, and steph curry yeah. uh and, and you know you're, you're fitting into a system i thought i thought durant fit in pretty well and he fits in yeah. he's, he's 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 the kind of player too I, I think he doesn't really play selfishly so it it, it worked out well in that sense but i, I i'm just thinking from from if it, if it were me I'd, I'd almost rather go somewhere where there's not the pressure to win, you know, sixty-five or seventy games a season plus a yeah. championship. Yeah, that would that would be me. But you know, I, I'm yeah. also the person who advocates that I think the best I think the best position in sports is being a walk-on at a Division One basketball for Division One basketball team. You have look at it this way: you get front row seats to every single you know the great basketball. <laughs> yeah. you, there's, there's really there's no pressure on you. You're either you're only going to get in when you're way up or way down. You get to travel around with the team, you know. Uh, that, would, yeah. that, would, that would be cool to me. You probably get you probably get some free food free in food, the process yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> literally, yeah. literally. I mean, when you're in college, and you guys probably had similar. Yeah. Well, Stephen, you were you were in the you're in the Air Force, so that you get probably yeah. a lot of your meals provided. But yeah. anyone in yeah. college can yeah. can probably identify with uh, 
Eating you know, tuna sandwiches every day. Yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> when you, the, the the links you go to to get free food in college yeah. are, are pretty oh, yeah. extraordinary. Yeah, so, for real. Yeah, if you can play, yeah. if you if you can play some, you know, if you get to watch some free basketball on the side too. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Definitely. Like, yeah. yeah, it'd what? be cool to be. I mean, I'd, I'd be a bench warmer if I was yeah. a fan of a team. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. and most of those guys are kind of fans. Like, they they're going to the college first because they're like. You know, they're, they're going to the college because they, they applied there and they went there. And then they're like, oh, I'm pretty decent at basketball. I'm just going to walk on, you know. Oh, I mean, make no mistake. You, why make, wouldn't you walk on? Make no mistake. Those guys are probably like the best player in the history of their high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but those, that short white guy yeah. you see at the end of like the UNC bench or, or Duke bench or whatever, that guy probably holds all the scoring records at his high school. It's just, <laughs> yeah. You know, sports, true, are, true, sports, are, sports are hard. And when you get yeah. to... Yeah, when you get to, when you oh, get yeah. to that level, yeah, it's it's a different yeah, it's a different ball game. Else. What's yeah. what do you think? Go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna ask, like Stuart, what what do you think the the best like sporting experience is as a fan? Like what what uh, type of sport? What uh, division? Uh, or what level? Like what what what's the peak fan experience for sports? Probably that's probably pretty subjective. Subjective. I, I like I overall. Think, like just. I, I think I think March Madness is the best event because people who don't even care about basketball are watching it. I don't yeah. think it's. I don't think it's. I don't. I don't think it's the best. It's not the best basketball. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I oh, think no. I think the NBA playoffs <laughs> yeah. are the best basketball you'll ever see. But the best games and the most like right. the most engaged you'll probably ever yeah. be in a sporting event yeah. is March Madness because yeah. you it's get people wild. you get you get people who don't watch a game of a minute of basketball all year fill out their yeah. brackets and and some of them do remarkably well it's crazy like that's yeah. it's crazy how well non-basketball fans yeah do. yeah there's there's uh, that I, aspect i, I think yeah. that that aspect of two of like yeah the predictions the the um the gambling and two with that that law that was just passed or whatever for like gambling like gambling actually brings a lot of people into sports you know some people don't even they don't care about you know what teams or what but they love to gamble man and when you bring like sports and and gambling stuff it's just kind of like you know it's like why do people why do people no one goes to a horse race to like oh yeah man i'm really going for this horse you know they're going to gamble you know yeah people don't go for the horses they go that and the socialized horse horse racing brings out you know the upper echelon of society probably get those those floppy hats out there you know yeah 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 but what, what do you think about gambling in sports like Stuart? i mean i I guess i'm okay with it i mean do you think it affects outcomes I mean, I think I think you have to. Obviously, there's got to be some pretty strict parameters. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, officials and and coaches and players and uh, team representatives shouldn't be involved in gambling in any capacity. I, yeah. I firmly yeah, believe. Yeah. Yeah. But beyond beyond that, I, I'm okay with it. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I think I think. Uh, have you ever gambled on a game? Uh, no. The, the <laughs> no, I haven't. No. Uh. And as, as someone who yeah, someone who works in sports i i definitely wouldn't yeah. gamble on yeah. even a game I'd, i wouldn't be calling yeah. or anything I, like that yeah I, um, I know yeah. i know somebody that they have a bookie and they do a lot of um they do a lot of gambling on, on games and the the amount of money that they can win is is pretty insane it's pretty yeah. wild 
But the amount of money that they lose over the course of a year is, is also very oh, yeah. insane. I don't think I, I mean, could enjoy sports if I if I had like let's yeah. just take like my profession out of it. Right. Uh, I I don't I don't think I could enjoy sports knowing that like oh yeah if this team loses I also like lose money. Yeah, I lose like twenty thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah, that would yeah. suck. Yeah. yeah. It's it's kind of wild like to see like especially in Vegas like some of these people like that's their, that's literally their profession. To, yeah. Like, to sports gambling like they do that for a living. And like they come to Vegas, or they just live in Vegas, and they they go and gamble, and they just like carry around like wads of cash and just gamble on games. Um, it just kind of confuses me. I'm like, yeah, I don't know the, the emotional like the highs and lows of that. Just I can't, I can't really gamble because I losing like I've played blackjack, or whatever. I lost like twenty bucks, dude. I'm like, oh god, man, that's like that's some gas gas yeah. money right there for me. You know? Well, I'm a career I, I, freelancer, <laughs> so I can identify with yeah. what how gamblers feel. It's not quite the same, but <laughs> yeah. it, it, it yeah, is yeah, yeah. it is a similar uh, emotional roller coaster. You kind of yeah. you kind of yeah. live or die by by any given week. Yeah. yeah, and it's like a lot of people like um, with, you know you remember when the uh, I, I forgot what year that was, but the Super Bowl between the uh, Seahawks and. Uh, uh. Saints, no Seahawks and uh, Denver Broncos. All Denver Broncos. Uh, okay. It was that first, that first, the first play of the game was a, a safety, and somebody, somebody in Vegas bet on that. Said the first play of the game would be a safety, and he made like I don't, I don't know the numbers, but he made like a lot of money. But I actually looked into it, and they said that the same dude had been making – he'd been making that bet for, like, the last 20 years. Yeah. Like, the first play of the Super Bowl is going to be a safety. Yeah. And then it just – it happened. So, it wasn't kind of like – it was more – Yeah. It's all about odds like, and, like, the, like numbers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, um, the, going back to uh, Beef Burger or Biff Burger or whatever, the guy that owns that place, he's won the lottery, uh, like, twice, I think. Like, not even joking. That's, like he does, he goes to the Circle K, like right there on like Groomtown Road in Vandalia, and he buys like a stack of lottery tickets every day, and he and, yeah. he, and he does like the pick five, and then I think he does like a couple Powerballs. But he's done yeah. that like every day for like the past like thirty years, and he's won the he's won the lottery, or like he's he's got like enough numbers so many times that he's done it twice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like if you if you I ever mean, if you if you play it yeah if you play it that much and the odds the, are like higher you know yeah it's it, kind of almost like the people like it's it's kind of the odds of getting struck by lightning twice yeah well if you go outside during yeah, this, every time it's thunderstorms with a metal rod in your hand yeah your odds you know, go you up might, I mean it's like yeah, yeah, yeah it's like so you got you got to play to win <laughs> you know we're, <laughs> we're not advocate advocating um or condoning uh, gambling by the way we're not a pro gambling uh, podcast well but I'm I mean, just saying with the uh, with the lottery uh, let's see this is when they brought the lottery to North Carolina, they were like, "Oh, the education lottery," but I don't have. Does that money go to education at all? Uh, probably a percentage of it. But yeah, I don't know what good it's yeah. doing. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> our, our th- teachers are still. Yeah, our I teachers think, are still underpaid. Yeah, like, <laughs> I think I think the majority of the funds they they end up going to like Pell grants and things like that. Um, okay. Yeah, like that was like the majority of them. Like the funds that do come from that, I think the majority of it does just go just get gets ate up by like the tax machine and uh but then certain amounts that go to, towards like pell grants is what it is but yeah so like when i like i do scratchers every once in a while i didn't used to do scratchers but a friend of mine they started doing scratch or they got <laughs> me turned on to scratchers and like i kind of do kind of get carried away with the scratchers every once in a while but um yeah is anybody else just like really hungry for a cheeseburger right now from biff burger <laughs> yeah <this is laughs> Yeah, yeah, dude. That um, yeah, it's 
I don't know. The if you just get the classic like the beef burger, if you just get that one, just the broiled beef burger, that's actually really, really good. I like that one a lot. It's just when you start getting a little like out of out of their like uh their wheelhouse, like that's when it just kinda gets like Yeah, I should have just went to Wendy's. It would have been a lot less yeah. stre- it would have been a lot less stressful. Like I would have known like what to do. And Back like, to the point Vaporn <laughs> made about about being simple with beer. I'm I'm the same way with yeah. I'm the same way with, with like cheeseburgers and yeah, milkshakes. I've, exactly. I've, I've almost lost friends over this, but yeah. I, I, I've always when I go to when I go to cookout, I either get a chocolate or vanilla milkshake. Yeah, that's all. That's yeah. That's, like, and that's, I'm not trying to disrespect all the other flavors yeah. out there. Yeah. I know that I know there's like 48 of them, but yeah. I I really like those too. And people really take issue with that. There's they're yeah. saying that I'm limiting myself, but yeah. I, I feel like that's just a personal life choice I've yeah. made. And yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. When it comes like to burgers and stuff too, like when you go to like to places like Hops and they have all these extravagant. I'm like, yeah, give peanut me peanut butter burger and yeah. whatever. It's like. <laughs> give me, give me, give me a a beef patty with some lettuce, tomato, and cheese yeah. on it. Maybe throw on some pickles and yeah. I'm a happy, I'm a happy camper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, don't, I mean, ooh, I don't know. Like that Hawaiian burger they got at Hops is really good though. I like that. One. They don't have it on the menu anymore, but that one's really good. And then the Diablo is really good too. Ooh, the Diablo. The Diablo is really good. And then uh, when I was at Old Town the other night, I got the uh, the I think it was like the chili burger. Oh, it's okay. like chill. Yeah. It's like, like the Chile burger. Uh, it's got like uh, avocado, jalapeno, and like so some other peppers on a burger. That was really good. I was really yeah. surprised by like that. I just I think it's a very it's a very American thing to do. It's like you mm-hmm. take you kind of take a lot of cultures and you just like yeah. you really exaggerate it and just yeah. like oh yeah like this yeah, is it's, like a Mexican it's just like, it's inspired very, burger. It's yeah, like, it's very American to like just take something. The American and just version of adulterate the Mexican it. Inspired. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Do you, do you ever do you ever fear that we're we're getting out of control now because you have like you have the places that have like those uh, I think like Pizza Hut or someone like that that they did the crust with the hot dogs in it and then you know you're seeing stuff you're seeing now like now like KFC's got like sandwiches that the buns they don't even have buns they just oh, have yeah. like they just like sandwich a bunch of stuff between two chicken patties and I think IHOP did the, did the pancake burger yeah. it's just kind of like we're, yeah. we're we're really we're all trying to one just, up each other yeah we're just like. Eventually, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna just. I, I I fear that like in fifty years from now, you're just gonna have like you're just we're gonna be eating things that like just like run fathomable. Like it's gonna be like yeah yeah here's that's yeah that's like that's how it is, man. That's honestly like that's why I've kind of with like even pizza. Like I don't like I used to like eat like meat lovers pizza or whatever that, but like most of the time now, if I get pizza, it's it's got mozzarella cheese on it. It's got pizza sauce. Maybe some basil to give a little flavoring, and that's about it, right there, man. There's it's no just, shame. There's no shame in that. Yeah, just yeah. a little, a little it's simple. Si- and it's, a it's, simple it, margarita. You know? Yeah, you don't, you don't feel like, and you don't feel like you're, you know, you're, you're gonna die afterward because yeah. like it was pretty much like you ate like chicken yeah. wings, a pizza, and then a burger, like all at the same time because all that stuff was on the pizza. Yeah. It's just, mm-hmm. it's too much. It's too much sauce, you know. As too the much kids sauce say these dude. days. Yeah, too much sauce. <laughs> Yeah, I'm 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 all, I'm all with you in, in in this age of excess. I'm kind of wanting to go back to when it comes to food, at least, and, and beer. Go yeah. back to go 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 back to basics. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So let's get back on like topic about what you, what you what you got your projects and what you're doing. Yeah, well, your projects. Steering, yeah, you know? talking about all this foods. All this foods yeah. kind of making me hungry. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> So what else? I know you work for the Grasshoppers. What what else like kind of freelance work do you do for yeah. like organizations around uh, the triad? 
Well, I do the the other the other big one I do is the Winston Salem Open. That's yeah. a professional tennis tournament. That's part of the U.S. Open series. It's it is okay. the it is the last stop before the U.S. Open. Wow. So we use it's oh, a really cool. really cool event, man. It's in it's in Winston Salem. We actually believe it or not, it's on Wake Forest uh, campus. Yeah. Uh, Great campus. Yeah, at their tennis complex. It's awesome. We actually build, we actually have one of those pop-up stadiums, and we build a stadium in the matter of a month. That's and we awesome. build we build a little pop-up stadium around uh, center what we call center court, and then we have some some side courts and everything. It's really great. You might you wouldn't maybe know it to look at it that it's a that it was built in that length of time, but we get some great players coming through. Uh, I think this year, you know, David Goffin, who's I think ranked eleventh in the world, is is planning to come. Uh, in the past, we've had guys like Kevin Anderson, who was just in the final at Wimbledon. John Isner, who's a local guy, has won the event yeah, twice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, you know, uh, Joe Wilfred Songa, who was a, I think sixth, fifth or sixth in the world. Uh, yeah. When when he came, uh, so it's 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 a lot of fun, especially for if you're a really big tennis fan, because you know we're not going to get the Djokovic's and then the Dolls and those guys most likely. Yeah. I don't want to say never, but uh, if if you're you know, a, a staunch tennis fan, you're going to know a lot of those names there, and it's it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So I want to admit my answer. You, you guys asked me what the best uh, sporting event is. The, I'm going to say the Winston-Salem Open. Wow. Uh, yeah, you should come to it. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Right. Check it out. Who, who was that? What was that guy's name? He was a pretty big star. I forgot. He's he's married, or he's, like, dating or married to some, like, model. Oh, oh Andy 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 Roddick. Roddick. Andy Roddick. Yeah. yeah, he played. Yeah, yeah. Didn't, he, didn't he play too? Yeah, he, he would have played. He would have played in the first uh, two seasons, the two years we had it, because the event goes back to 2011. Yeah. So he played okay. in 2011 and 2012. He retired, I think, sometime yeah, after yeah. the U.S. Open in 2012. Uh, but yeah, yeah um, Brooklyn Decker. He's married to Brooklyn yeah, Decker. That's right. Yeah, that's right. She's yeah, she's Decker. from the area somewhat, uh, yeah. but they uh, they live in Austin, Texas now. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I knew she was like a Panthers fan or whatever, but like he yeah. was actually real pretty good. Like during his like his like prime, he was pretty good. I know he was always he was up up there. He could never yeah he could never he, really get past the Nadal or the Federer's. But he won know, he the was, he won the U.S. Open in two thousand three, and I think that was his okay. only yeah. But you know, unfortunately, the time right about the time he peaked was when you know Federer and Nadal were really starting to ramp it up, and then Djokovic came soon after that and really no american in the past you know 10 15 20 years has really been able to quite quite be on par with those guys yeah. i mean really djokovic nadal and federer with a with a hand with a rotating cast of a handful of other guys have really kind of hogged the uh, the, the major yeah. titles and, and the top spots and it's just been they've they've just been unbelievably dominant over the past few yeah. years so now that those guys are starting to get old uh, even though there's st- all, all three of those guys are still playing well, uh, eventually they're you know they're gonna have to pass the mantle on to someone else. Yeah. So yeah, Winston Salem Open, man. Maybe I'll check it out. <laughs> what, what what time of year is that? That's August. So yeah, this year I believe up. it's August 18th through the 25th. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool, man. Don't you, don't you do some announcing for uh, Elon the Phoenix? Yeah, team? I do. I do their men's and women's uh, basketball, and I'm I'm going to be handling football for them this year as well. Awesome. Okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. Stuart, I was thinking about going to a, a West Virginia game, a football game this Uh-oh. year. Yeah, have you, have you heard anything about them? 
I heard there it's what the it, Mountaineers. Yeah, the Mountaineers. They're, they're good. I heard that yeah. it's uh, it can be really it's dangerous. Pretty wild, man. Yeah, it gets really dangerous up there. They said like people were telling me they're like, yeah, don't go like wearing the other team's clothes. <laughs> like people my, will, my, like harass you pretty good. Oh yeah, my buddy was telling me it's like when they lose, it's pretty wild. But when they win, it's much more wilder. Like they, it's kind of the same effect. Yeah. Like if they lose, they're gonna burn couches. Yeah. It's it's like a thing. They burn couches. Yeah. He said one time he was there and uh, like these cops were trying to like you know like like get these students out of the area or whatever. And he said these students were just throwing beer bottles at cops. Oh my He guess. said one time he was walking down the street and there was a they lost or whatever. There was a cop car flipped on his side on fire like the west virginia man there's yeah. people that's, morganton they're crazy yeah. that's what I, that's what i was hearing i was i was looking at going um it's about six hours away from here so i'd probably probably get up pretty early there's a uh, saturday game um i think it's like the second one of the season they're playing k-state i think's who they're playing so it'd be kind of cool that'll, that'll be big yeah. i think right. i'm gonna move to west virginia and start a couch company so if everyone's <laughs> if everyone's always burning couches yeah. there's probably a high you know they need Someone burns just, their couch. Yeah, we'll need show, one. Just show yeah. up like, uh, yeah, pull a Kramer. Show up with a uh, U-Haul full of couches. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just be like a couch salesman. Yeah, just like, just sell yeah. like a bunch of used couches. Like, <laughs> just kind of sell them there and just yeah, <laughs> sell like oh, riot supplies. Yeah, but uh, I'll buy some ad space at the stadium yeah. and everything. It'll be great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like uh, like How? it seems like like college sports really has like a good environment for fans, right? I mean, it yeah. seems like like that's kind of just peak like sports. Experience. Yeah, I really, I really like here, think they like do, here yeah. in the United States, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. I think like globally, like soccer is probably or foot yeah. or like football is probably like the best like, who, fan who experience. Th- who do you think the best like the best fans are in like of of, of, of different sports? Yeah, Stewart, but Oakland Raiders. Those guys. I'm talking about like I'm talking about sports good. sports wise. Like, what are the yeah. best fans? Like soccer, football, oh, basketball. Yeah, baseball. I think I think soccer fans globally are probably some of the most creative ones, just because you yeah. know there, there's. I don't, and, and I'll be honest, you know, soccer is probably the sport I watch the least. The least. Yeah, yeah, I really don't watch it, a lot it, of it. Yeah, but it's tough. I'm, it's I'm tough always to blown away when I watch it how how good the fans are at like yeah. s- starting these songs and chants and, and riots doing yeah. and, and doing uh, the, yeah and the riots and and <laughs> take the riots out <laughs> of like, it. A, yeah. It's all it's always wild when you see the articles and it'll be like so and so fans get the team fined like a million dollars or something for like <laughs> starting like a, a like a like a hate crime chant yeah, or something man. which is like insane that like they i don't know like you have, have you guys ever seen that that it's kind of like really bad acting but it's got elijah wood and it. it's called the G- green street hooligans uh sure yeah. haven't <laughs> it's about it's about it's about uh the, the team uh one of the like the they probably have like the best the best slash worst fans in all of london because yeah. in london there's like there's like 25 clubs in london yeah. pretty much like just in like the the metro area and uh it's called they're called west ham united is like what the movie's kind of about hmm. but like it's about this like west ham united and this other club and they just they brawl like pretty much throughout the whole movie and they're just like hooligans and they pretty much go to the matches and their teams both kind of suck but they just afterward they just get together and they fight and like beat the crap out of each other it's just kind of wild but i mean i went to a match before right before i left i went to barosha dortmund that those fans are pretty wild too man and it's it's kind of funny because it's that that city is just a 
it's just a regular old city. It's nothing special. It's like an industrial city. Mm-hmm. So, but the fact that they have like their fans are so diehard, but it's just like a city that's like maybe it's no probably no bigger than Greensboro or whatever, and it's just it's known for like industry. Yeah. Like it's it's not it has nothing special to it. But they have a they have a soccer team, and their fans wild out, man. It's it's pretty amazing. The soccer fans are probably the like globally are probably the most craziest I would say. Yeah, I mean you hear you hear stories about places in Europe where they have to keep the fans barricaded from each other so they don't, you know, pulverize yeah. each other, which is <laughs> sounds really primitive to me, but I mean yeah. I guess that's you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. I I, 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 was, I don't know I don't know if there I I haven't encountered a scenario yet in which I'd come to fisticuffs with with somebody, <laughs> but I mean I'm 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 not saying it won't happen. Could yeah. I get yeah. if I get riled up someday? You never, you never know. Yeah, get around yeah. some some Duke fans yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, it's never like that's what I'm saying. It's like it, the sports, like NFL, like yeah. yeah, I've seen people get in fights and get drunk and yeah. stuff, but it's it's kind of tame. Yeah, it's well, it's when, not as wild. When I was at the, um, I went to a Carolina Panthers uh, Philadelphia Eagles game. Like that got really rowdy. Like I was really surprised by the, that. That's the, the Eagles, Eagles, man. Yeah, the Eagles, the Eagles. I didn't know the Eagles were like that, dude. Like that was that kind of shocked me. Oh, I was dude, just like Philadelphia, man. Yeah, Philadelphia is probably like in American sports. They're probably the best worst fans. Yeah, like they're very passionate, but they're just terrible people. Yeah, man. like they like, like they they like people who were like they would I don't know everybody was like grabbing their buddy like trying not to get in fights and stuff like they were just like yeah. I I'll tell you, I had a pretty crazy experience. I was in Atlanta for a Braves game back in 2012. It was the mm-hmm. wild wild card game. This was, you know, Major League Baseball instituted that one game wild card playoff between the two wild card teams. Winner take all, yeah. advance to the division series. So it was the Braves and Cardinals, and that was the game. If you really follow baseball, store you know baseball over the last few years, that was that was the infamous infield fly rule, where the umpires, in my opinion, misapplied the infield fly and ended up costing the Braves a couple runs. Well, the, the place the place collectively went insane. I mean, people were. We're throwing bottles and debris down into the field, which I was sitting down pretty close to it, and it got kind of scary there because there's there's beer <laughs> bottles flying over your head and, and hitting nearby, hey, and you're children. Just kinda, yeah, you just kind of want my my mom. My, my parents are watching the game, and my mom's texting me saying, "You better not be throwing, you know, any." <laughs> long story short, the Braves lose the ba- which I wasn't by the way. Yeah. Uh, long story short, the Braves lose the baseball game. And so I was pretty depressed about it. So I, I, my, I told my friends, like, well, let's let's do something in Atlanta that's not going to remind us of, of baseball. So we decided we're going to go to the little Five Points neighborhood, which is kind of like the cool hipster part of town. Yeah. Uh, we're yeah. like, yeah, they, they maybe they don't even watch baseball there, uh, which is it's wrong to stereotype because we get the first bar, <laughs> the first bar we get to uh, in Little Five Points, everybody's wearing like a brave shirt or hat, and n- almost nobody's talking. I mean, the whole city was just. <laughs> Uh, really depressed that night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh man. People yeah, people go crazy. People go crazy over sports. Yeah. It's kind of a hard perspective for me to relate to. Maybe it's yeah. just because I work in it. Yeah. I'm just I'm not yeah. someone who lives or dies by by a game. It's just yeah. I've been disappointed before, but uh, once it's over, yeah. it's over. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like I've gotten better since I've grown up, but I, I remember the uh, the first time the Panthers lost the Super Bowl. Man, I was. The whole week, dude, I was just, I was depressed. Yeah. I remember just, I remember sitting in the shower, 
like the day afterward. I was what? like a kid, man, but oh, I just man. like sat, I like sat, I like literally sat down in the shower and just let the water pour over me, and I was just kind of like, dude, I can't believe the Panthers. Dude, that was that was like two thousand three though. <laughs> that was cinematic, cinematic too that you did that. That's, yeah, I know, that's I know, crazy. but like that's dramatic. I, I, that was I was a kid, yeah, but yeah, but like, you got to see so Janet Jackson man. though. Uh-huh. You got to see Janet Jackson during that Super Bowl though. <laughs> I guess you know, yeah, that was the that was the plus. You know, that's what got me through. Yeah, and then and then to the uh, the Panthers in two thousand fifteen. Yeah, I was dude. actually I was actually deployed for that one. Yeah, that one and sucked. It was a. Uh, that stopped watching yeah, dude, the that, Panthers. That one, after that. that one was very, that one was very depressing because we we yeah. killed, we 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 kicked butt all year and then it was yeah. like and then you that get game the we just, and it just falls apart. Like and that's what I'm saying. Denver Denver didn't even play a great game. Their defense no. played a great game, but our defense played a great game too because uh, Manning didn't do anything really. Yeah, and we just we just failed at offense, man. We just kind of sucked it up out there, and yeah. that's what hurt the most. I was like, it was it felt like we didn't even try really. Yeah, I don't know. I was, yeah, I, I, I stuck, kind of stopped watching the Panthers after that. Do you follow the NFL, Stuart, a lot or no? Yeah, I do. You know, the, the best I can. Working when you work in sports like I do, it's it's really hard to kind of coordinate, you know, a working schedule with the sports that you know yeah. you really, really, really want to watch. So, right. yeah, I follow. I mean, I, I follow the NFL the same way I follow any other sports. If it's not conflicting with, with you know, games I'm announcing, then yeah, mm-hmm. I do. But. Uh, you know, I, I I don't I don't get to watch a lot of this a lot of the sporting events I would choose to if I weren't you know otherwise employed. Yeah. yeah. Are you more Are you more Are you a Panthers fan or? Yeah. Like, I the, if I okay. yeah the Panther the Panthers are my team. Yeah. Okay. Do you what do you think about the new the new owner? Like I'm I'm kind of excited about it. like I, I feel yeah. like it's a good thing. I'm who, glad he's keeping the team in Charlotte. Yeah. Who, that who, is, who is the new owner? I haven't really. David is it David David Tepper Banner? Or? Yeah, David Tepper. Or, yeah, David Tepper. Yeah. 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 What's his background? What did he do? He owned a minority in the uh, Steelers for about ten years. He's a uh, okay. is he like a hedge hedge fund? Something? Yeah, he's a hedge. Fund. He's been a hedge fund a hedge gotcha. fund man- manager. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so P. Diddy. He's like a he's he's like a millionaire. So he's or pl- pl- Probably, I don't know. Yeah. Just, I accidentally said money. I accidentally yeah. said he was a head fudge manager. Like he, <laughs> that sounds that sounds fun though. I mean, like, <laughs> he owned a, he owned a, he owned a fudge factory before he. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we got an elf running the team now. <laughs> but but the uh, I, I I read like his or I saw his um his like press conference or whatever. But I think with the changes and stuff like that he's gonna bring, I feel like he wants to like make a new like uh, training facility or whatever, like and have it maybe in South Carolina because it's literally like right where they tr- where they they practice at. It's like right outside the field, and he's, he says it's just kind of. His idea is like it just it kind of makes more sense like if we could have it like in South Carolina because most most teams like training facilities are like yeah like maybe like thirty minutes or like to an yeah. hour maybe away don't, from the playing field yeah don't you know? don't the uh, uh, what is it, the Patriots don't they like train in like West Virginia or something like that or something goofball well that's their, that's no that's the Saints they that's during oh, yeah. but that's during like the um that's during what's it called like a uh, training camp. Summer, yeah, summer yeah, training yeah. camp, gotcha. and, and the Panthers do. They train, they train at Walford during, oh, okay. during the summer. So yeah. that's in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gotcha. So it gets the two states involved, but it like, yeah, I agree with what he what he was saying. He was saying he's going to keep the team in Charlotte. It just it makes more sense, you know. It's it's kind of right on the border. It's a big yeah. city. It, well, it it wouldn't it wouldn't make more sense. I mean, unless you're going to move it to a different place, but yeah. that would I wouldn't go for him any longer. You know, it's like. 
I'm, if they moved to a different state and became some other team, I would just be like, eh. Yeah. But I think I think Carolina has a I think it's it's a uni- unique team. It's not really like a uh, like a city base. I mean, I guess it's more like you know two states, one team kind of. Like no other state really has that, or no no other really place like region has that. Yeah, Kansas City so Chiefs. Unique. I, I guess them too. I guess, <laughs> I don't but know. whatever. Yeah. 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 But I feel like it, I believe I feel like he'll make some good moves. But it, I, what I kind of find odd with like the whole like uh, issues with like Richardson, which I'm I'm glad he's out, out yeah. of there because I don't really care for him. Yeah, maybe Burson uh, will get cut now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care for him and his yeah. you know like what he was all about and stuff. But what I found kind of like weird is. Uh, you, um, they they asked the last question in the press conference. They're like, "So what what happens to that stat? You know that goofy statue that's him like holding the ball and the two Panthers are between him out there in this front of the stadium." Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I've seen that yeah. one. Yeah, they they ask him. They're like, "So what happens to the Richardson statue?" And uh, they, the David Tepper guy was like, uh, "I'm contracted, like by contract, I'm obligated to keep that statue." So it was like it was written like when he bought the team. That was in the contract. Like you have to keep that statue. I'm like, what? Which is bizarre. Like, like Richardson. So, Richardson made sure. Like, hey, my my statue. Yeah. Okay, that's weird. That's weird. And I'd I'd feel weird. Like if I, I like I hope no one ever makes a statue of me. Like please don't. Like yeah. yeah like don't. If I die before <laughs> you, if I die before you guys, make sure they don't make any statues because I don't want exactly. That. Because then yeah. like then like five years later too, they're just gonna like vandalize. Either you. like they'll like they'll vandalize. You'll, they'll bring up some dirt and be like. Dude, one time Stuart on this podcast was like was trashing somebody, you know, like. And they're gonna bring. They're gonna bring. I, yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. want like fringe groups like yeah. fighting like in front of my. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't. I don't. know. I don't know what group of people yeah. I would inspire to 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 engage in yeah. in a riot. Yeah. But I'd, yeah, I'd rather just there not be a statue. Well, yeah. well, that's that's another thing too. Like with this with the, the whole things against like Richardson and the stuff he the, the um the stuff he did. Like I feel like. You know, like with people these days, like activists and whatever, like they literally just go and like just tear down statues. You know, I mean, I think in North Carolina that they tore down that uh, Civil War statue or whatever. They just ripped it out, you know, so I could see someone just coming in to like the stadium and just be like, dude, Richardson is kind of a terrible person. Let's just rip down his statue, you know, like so. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's fair, though. I mean, you want to. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I mean, know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm yeah. not one for vandalizing public po- property. Yeah. Like, I'm not advocating that, but yeah. the the crimes he committed or the uh, like the things he did were they're pretty heinous in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. But yeah, it's that's a, dark. You it's know? especially it's especially <laughs> bad when you're when you're a guy in a position of you know power and you have a lot of influence yeah. like yeah. that. You really you yeah. put he probably he probably derailed a lot of careers doing doing what yeah. he did and yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah, and that like, and also too like his his the leadership style he had around the uh, like the Panthers organization would just it was there was there's been like no changes or like nothing has like been like improved on like within the last like twenty years. And another thing that annoys me, and I hope that David Tepper like this, and this just is a small thing. Put the Panthers logo in the middle of the field. Yeah, get rid of that NFL. Let's get that the out NFL, of The NFL, man. That that was all Richardson. He was like, yeah. no, we're going to keep the NFL, blah, blah. It's like, no, Boo. we want the Panthers logo. I want to see, field, uh, yeah, I want to see Sir Purr's face right in the middle of the field. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. 
So what, what? Okay, let's get back. I guess what other projects are you working on right yeah, now? Stu? Yeah, what you got coming up in the future? Oh as, well, as we like wrap um, up the podcast. Yeah, that, at the moment, nothing really on tap. Uh, with with my own business, uh, probably in the next week, just putting in a lot of proposals and auditions, and uh, like, like, there's a good chance I'll probably have some some voiceover gigs coming up in the next couple weeks or so. Um, I just kind of, kind of, kind of hit a bit of a lull here, which kind of I alluded to earlier. When, when you're a freelancer, it's yeah. a lot of that. It's a lot of those uh, those, those peaks and and valleys. You kind of uh, sometimes sometimes you have more work than you can handle, and then and then other times there there's not a whole lot yeah. going on. So yeah, if anyone needs yeah. if anyone needs uh, some 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 voice work. I do everything. I'll, yeah. I'll even, I'll even, I'll even record your voicemail for you. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Do you, Stuart, yeah, anybody need voice work? Call yeah. Stu or yeah. Barefoot. Yeah, Stuart, do you, do you ever reach out to uh, like uh, film studios and things like that? Is that is that something you do? Like, I know, I know you get bugged when people like tell you what to do and stuff. Uh, no, I, I don't get bugged because I think most people, when when you, when you when you do any sort of yeah. like freelance art, that's yeah. just. That's just part of people are always like t- trying to you. tell you how to do your business. Yeah. And it's like step um, off. I, I know how to run my business. Well, well, yeah, I mean, no, I, I appreciate the I usually, uh, I usually appreciate the input um, yeah. to, to answer to answer your question. No, I don't do a lot of just randomly reaching uh-huh. out to the film studios because yeah. to me, that's kind of the equivalent of like a company that just only cold calls yeah. clients. You might you might yeah. get some, but you're much you're much better off if you do some like research and, and generate leads. So yeah. What, yeah. what I typically do is I work through a couple of different freelancing platforms. Yeah. And so I seek out specifically people who are posting work for gotcha. uh, voiceover jobs. So yeah. to, to me, that's a yeah. much more industrious way to, to use my time yeah, yeah. versus exactly. versus just reaching out. Because you got to think if there's a, if I'm reaching out to film studios, well, probably a lot of people yeah, are totally. too. And again, you don't you don't know if they already have someone in house, if they're right. contracting with people, or if they're even doing the kind of work that requires a voice yeah. artist. You really just when you, if you're just reaching out to a lot of different studios, you really just don't know those things about them. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I really don't. I think initially I used to, uh-huh. um, and 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 every once in a while maybe if you know there's exceptions to that. If I if I uh, if I run across someone's like website and I'm just like really digging yeah. their work or if I see like a video online and I'm just like, man, I have to be a part of that. Right. Right. Part of that. Uh, I, I might reach out just kind of introducing myself and sometimes that generates, that's generated some conversations yeah. sometimes. Have, but, have you met uh, other uh, voiceover artists here in Greensboro? I do know uh, one other voice artist in Greensboro. Yeah. yeah. Are you guys uh, arch nemesis? No, no, we get along pretty. We get along pretty well. I, I, I would say, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get into the to the type of work to she the, to the politics of voiceover work. Well, I'm not gonna get into the type of work she does, but we're uh, we're we're. I'll, I'll just I'll leave it at this. We're two different genres. Gotcha. We're not oh. really we're not really competing gotcha. with one another. Have, yeah, she's um, okay. Are you familiar with like ASMR? Yeah, I know what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever thought about doing that on YouTube? I don't think I have the uh, you know because because you're you're adding, you're adding a lot of different elements you know you're 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 talking to these guys these 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 people who do ASMR because I've yeah. seen some of the stories I think uh, NPR did a great story on yeah. it I think Vice yeah. did a did a cool story uh, 
Adult Swim did some parodies of it. You're talking with a lot of yeah. these like ASMR yeah. or these ASM artists. They, you're talking. You have to have at least a cursory knowledge of a lot of different things. Right. I mean, yeah, unless, you got to have like a bunch of like crunchy bottles and like yeah, cr- and crunchy like, paper, and then like a you got to talk like like really like yeah, and then you got to do like video editing and yeah. stuff on top of that there's a lot, and then build up too. Yeah. build yeah. up it's, like a subscriber. Yeah, it's, it's a big uh, it's a big thing now. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. Are so really what good. what kind of uh, projects have you like like done like can you like give like some like stuff sort of like, like voiceover work you've done for like yeah. companies or, sure like, yeah, yeah. Like, like so uh, far what's been your uh, magnus opus my my favorite project i've done if you go to smallleagues2.com that's the name of my website be i've got some of my head. yeah i've got some of my uh, featured work on there uh i, I do I, I specialize in what's called animated explainers you're yeah, probably fam- yeah, yeah, you're probably yeah. familiar with them, and yeah. you know, instead of the traditional thirty second or sixty second ads you'd see on TV or hear on radio, right. animated explainers are typically a little bit longer. They're two or three minutes, yeah. and they're more of a narrative type commercial. So, mm-hmm. uh, okay. you know, you'll present you'll yeah. present a problem. You'll say like, "Hey, this is Bob. Bob has a hard time streamlining his finances for his company. Bob downloaded you know such and such app, and now he." That, that kind of thing. So and it's like animated. And yeah, I've seen yeah. those. I've seen those ads. Yeah. 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 So I've, I've done a lot of those. Uh, like instructional type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Too. Yeah. Some Kickstarter campaigns yeah, too. I really enjoy those. Yeah. I, I did. I actually, I worked on a great one. It was for a, uh, it was for a smart coffee scale called Voom. And it was yeah. pretty cool. I won't get into the, to the nitty gritty about what all in, is entailed in, in, that, in that particular uh-huh. uh, device, but it, it was really cool. It wasn't animated or anything like that. And, it was really neat. I, I like working with a lot of those startups. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so those are the kind of the cool things I get to do. Uh, yeah. so like I said, some, some podcasting with, with people I've, I've, I've created a lot of intros and outros and bumpers right. for people, anything I can do to kind of spruce yeah. up some, some different gotcha. podcasts. Uh, and then some of the, the more mundane stuff I, I've, done a lot of is like IVR messaging for companies, which yeah. is basically their, their on hold messaging. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, like, please listen carefully for our menu. Yeah. You know, press, <laughs> press for, for customer assistance, please press one. That's cool. That kind, yeah. that kind so, of thing. And uh, some video sales letters for like yeah. some like corporate type gigs. Yeah. Have you ever thought okay. about moving somewhere else? For, for more gigs and stuff like well, that? Well, I'm, in, that, I'm engaged that, to be married, so oh, yeah, unless, 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 <laughs> right, man. unless my future wife were yeah. to get a job, she's yeah. probably going to be the breadwinner for a while. <laughs> so it's kind of like, and I can kind of, I can kind of set you up. You're stay at home dad, dude. They, they hey, man, I'm going to be my, a stay at home husband. I don't, we don't have <laughs> yeah. kids. I'm going to be a stay at home husband. You're not going to have kids? Yeah. Well, not, I'm not saying not ever. I'm just saying at the moment we don't have. So, like, that's my goal. I just want to be a stay at home dad yeah with no kids I, yeah. i've done when i first graduated college and i lived with my parents i was a stay-at-home son for a few <laughs> that, months and that's the dream dude that really is the dream yeah, I mean, uh, yeah you know it's, it's, a, it's it was it can be a sad dream but it's actually yeah it is dream. it is you know it, it was a it was a thing i <laughs> guess get, and then, be, yeah. it's like that uh jeff jeff who lives at home oh the the yeah. jason siegel movie yeah that's that a one. great movie yeah yeah. yeah. So going back to your uh, college, like, what did you? What was your major in college? Like, it, it, does it correlate with like what your your professional work now? Is it or? Geography or? Yeah, I actually. Yeah. So I'm gonna say yes and no. Uh, no, in the sense that <laughs> I was officially a geography major. Yeah. With a concentration in urban planning. Like uh, Barack Obama was as well. Was he a geography I, I major? Think, well, no, not a geography. Pretty sure major. he was. I'm but, pretty sure he was political <laughs> science. He was, he was a lawyer, wasn't he? Yeah, from yeah Harvard? But like, I think for his undergrad, I think he did urban planning. I think I'm I, I think pretty sure did. you're wrong about that. Like, <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Okay, I think, I think you're thinking of Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was a geography major. I think yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, I think that's. I think you got those two confused for a I know, second. I don't. I don't know. 
Okay, never mind. Uh, but to, the, the, the answer to, to finish answering your question, yes, to the extent that the whole time I was in college, I was doing college radio yeah. and learning how to produce radio stories and edit audio and, yeah. and that kind of thing. So I, I would say that the what I do professionally, I did learn while I was in college, yeah. just kind of on the side or really, yeah. honestly, I was a geography major on the side and I spent a lot of my time you know, in the production room at right. WAG. So, yeah. So yeah. have you, do you still do anything with geography? Or you just totally gone from like media, I guess. Not really. No, I like you, to follow, I like to follow some of, uh, you know, some of the stuff I learned in geography. I still, I still like to follow like uh, Google maps. Well, more, <laughs> more, you know, more, more just with how cities develop yeah. and relate to the space yeah. around them. That, yeah. that interest, yeah. that interests me a lot. A lot of times, I learned a lot of things in geography. So if I'm driving around town, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, trying to think critically maybe about some of the stuff I learned back then. Uh, you know, so if something pops up in the news feed that was related to, to what I studied, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a read. But no, and professionally or, or civically, no, I'm not engaged in geography in any so way. What, what, like, what made you go like major in that and like out of high school? Like, did you always want to do geography? Because this, like, I've never really, I don't think I've ever met anyone else that has like, a geography major. No, as a high schooler, I wanted to go to film school. Yeah. So the radio, to me, doing radio was the next yeah. uh, best thing. Now, yeah. I, I kind of got pulled into geography, I think, uh, I think with, with the understanding that I, I probably wanted to do something in entertainment, but I also wanted to have a more practical yeah. skill to go along with it. And I like the geography classes I took as part of like my gen ed. So I thought it seemed pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, about the time I got to be a senior in college, I actually had a geography professor who I really liked and respected a lot. And he, he told me, he and I had talked a lot about the stuff I was doing with the radio station and then sort of my, uh, my skill level as a geography student. And he, he kind of <laughs> suggested that maybe like, I should hey, pursue radio. So, hey, bud, you look a little lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Mm. Well, yeah, I, think, I, think, I think it's worked out well. I think a lot of... I don't know. A lot of the stuff that you end up studying in, in college doesn't always. I mean, it's just kind of. I don't know. The cl- coursework isn't really what college is about. Yeah, some opinion. do, yeah. some don't. I yeah. mean, I think I think you know yeah. the perception out there right now is that yeah, you go and get a degree and it's a waste and you just you get in debt. Yeah. I mean, it was that wasn't my experience personally. I think right. I'm sure. I mean, I know that is the case for 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 some for people, a lot of people. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. but yeah, um, yeah, my my. I learned a lot in college uh, in terms of, you know, I, I definitely, I, I, I'll put it this way. If I didn't go to college and do what I did, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. So, yeah, uh, that's, I mean, that's kind of cool. It's like, yeah, I always kind of thought it was cool. Like you, you went to college, you did a great degree in something else, but like you were on the radio and whatever with the, the was it W-A-G? Or mm-hmm. Yeah. W-A-G. Yeah, that's, yeah. 103.1. That's kind of, it's kind of cool. Like, I don't know. I've always liked college radio cause they've kind of like, yeah, more done to like, local stuff and like played more yeah. like indie music which i i really enjoy a lot so yeah i like that's it that's kind of cool I, I like it a lot you know there's a lot less, lot less commercials you know yeah. npr is cool but you can't just listen to the news all day or you'll get yeah. depressed so you gotta yeah. you gotta <laughs> sure. you gotta you gotta sure. vary it up with some with some tunes yeah yeah, yeah definitely like what, what what kind speaking of tunes what kind yeah. of music you listen yeah, let's to, talk like, about tunes real days? quick uh i listening um I've been a big fan of the National ever since I was oh, in yeah, high school. I love the National. The, the, they're great, dude. Yeah, the really good. That's really depressing. 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 But yeah, but they they've progressively put out better music. You know, a lot of bands 
you know, they, you're around for a while and you kind of peak and then you start, maybe yeah. you tread water for a while or you plateau and then it just gets sad. But I just feel like with the national, they just get progressively better with every single album. You know, they put out boxer in 2007 and that seemed kind of at the time you're like, well, how could they ever top this? Yeah. And almost every album they've put out since then has been at least as good or better. I mean, uh, sleep well beast that they put out last year might be their best album ever. So right. I, I like, yeah. I like the national a lot. Uh, you still a big uh, Weezer fan? Yeah, I'm actually going to see them this week. <laughs> oh, really? Nice. Where yeah. at? Where are they playing? At? Uh, they're playing. Well, they're playing in Raleigh. I'm, I'm going to go gotcha. see them in Charlotte. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I'm 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 still a big big Weezer fan. Uh, they they've been I a favorite of mine since I was you know 12 yeah. years old. Yeah, man. Weezer's like that that band. They put out just like they put out so many albums, man. It's kind of like I don't even I can't even I haven't listened to like all their like albums. It's yeah. just they have so many and they kind of like. They kind of dabble in everything. I feel they really like. do. They're just yeah. kind of experimental a lot. Yeah. I, I, I say this. I think. I think. Uh, Pinkerton is probably the best. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, it's one of my favorite. Pinkerton's albums a good like, one. The blue album's good. If, if you're yeah. going with some of the more recent stuff, the white album's pretty phenomenal. I yeah. really love that. The, the that white is a really album. good one. I really the love the white album. Kids. That one, like, that was last. Was that last summer? Uh, 2016. Yeah, summer yeah, 2016. Two summers ago. Yeah. yeah. I really listened. Yeah, I listened to that one a lot. That was really good. It just flowed really well, and it just had like. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't very long either. It was, it was like a good yeah. length. Cla- yeah. Classic Weezer, you know, ten or eleven yeah. tracks, pretty short. Yeah. Uh, real, yeah. really kind of simple and fun. They 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 put another one out two years before that called Everything Will Be All Right in the End, and it was mm-hmm. it was a little more dabbled a little in some experimentation with you know a lot more like layered guitar solos and stuff but still a really good album overall and then last year they quietly put out one called pacific daydream and the way i describe that album is it's the first time weezer really experienced in something that wasn't classical like weezer uh, yeah. and, and it still be good you know they they've they've they dabbled in some stuff with like the red album and make believe and ratitude and it just it yeah. wasn't wasn't really well received. Yeah. You know, Pacific Gratitude Daydream they kind really of good. did some more like synthy, uh, poppy type stuff, and it was still pretty good music overall. So yeah. Uh, yeah. they allegedly have the long prophesized black album coming out sometime <laughs> this year. So and that's supposed to be a compliment to the white album. You know, the white album was very Beach Boy themed, very California in the yeah. sun, uh, happy you know times at the beach. The, the black album is going to be kind of the other side of that. Like, you know, Rivers Cuomo, I think, said that there's a dark side to the beach and the black album yeah. is going to reflect that. So that, wow. I'm interested to see how that. So it's, it'll be like the Jersey Shore version instead, yeah. of, the, instead of the California yeah. version. Actually, yeah. I, I, read a, I read an article where he was, where like Rivers Cuomo was talking about the Pinkerton album, which a yeah. lot of people like really love it because it's just yeah. so like, it's so raw. But yeah. I think he was, I think he was, what he was saying in the interview was like kind of like how he, he, he regretted like he hates that album. He regretted really? making it because it was. Why? Yeah, I think it was a very like, I think it was a dark time for him, and he yeah. was very. What he was saying, he was kind of a, what's the word? Like he was very um, cynical. I guess yeah. the, the album was very cynical to him or whatever. Well, I think he's related to it. I think he's kind of come back around, and I think he likes it a little bit more now. I think if, yeah. if I understand the narrative correctly, it was coming off the success of the Blue Album, Weezer decided to self-produce Pinkerton. Uh, yeah. and, and they went with a much more raw, uh, dark album than would have probably been made if, you know, a studio or if a producer had had worked with yeah. them. And Rivers kind of put it all out on the line. You know, it deals with a lot of, you know, sexuality and, and thoughts he was like, you know, depressed thoughts he was having. And yeah. when, when the album flopped, I think it was really embarrassing for him because yeah. he was like, I just kind of put myself out there and everyone hates it. 
that actually led to you know a a, a fairly lengthy semi hiatus for the band. You know yeah. they tried they tried putting out they tried some studio sessions in the years after that and couldn't really get together on things and it wasn't yeah. until it wasn't until the summer of 2000 that they started touring again and it wasn't until 01 that they put out another album uh, and around that time also that was you know of course between 1996 and 2001 you know you really had the internet kind of blowing up and rivers was able they were able actually to kind of go online and see that wow actually people did like pinkerton there is a generation of fans yeah that yeah. likes it so i, I think it's he's kind of like a cult following to the yeah album. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think he's kind of come back around a little more to it. But he yeah. yeah, he makes no secret of the fact that he really hated Pinkerton soon after it came out. Yeah. For a while, uh, you know, if you go back and if you go on YouTube and watch some of the footage of their band, of, mm -hmm. of their shows from like the 2000 to like 2002 era, they really don't play a lot of Pinkerton uh, in those yeah. shows. You know, they, which is yeah. a shame. Which, which in fact, they actually have a lot That's of B-sides from, from that time that have never been produced and it's, it, in my opinion, it's some of Weezer's finest work. The stuff they uh, look, look up on YouTube if you ever get a chance. The summer two thousand session stuff, some of that okay. music, it's it's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, with with Pinkerton, like I didn't I actually didn't listen to the album until I think Daniel showed it to yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, but I, from my understanding, like when I first like he, I first listened to it, I was like, oh, this is like, I was thinking, I'm like, this is Weezer's like first album, like because it's you know self produced, and I was like, mm -hmm. it's very raw. So I was thinking, I was like, yeah, this is her first album. But I, then I looked back and I was like, oh, like the Blue album came out like way, way before yeah. that. And I was kind of surprised. Like Two years before it, yeah. Yeah. Rick Ocasek, who was, you know, the front man for the Cars, produced the Blue album. Wow. That's yeah. Neat. Okay. And then he went on to produce the Green album for them and then everything will be all right in the end. So he's done three, three, you know, of their, of their better albums uh, over the years. So, uh yeah, Weezer's Weezer's a fascinating uh, band to me. Uh, they they've had a really interesting career arc in many ways. Yeah, what's some like what's some like newer music that you like kind of discovered lately, or maybe listening to like? I like Car Seat they... Headrest a lot. I don't know if you guys know oh, them. Yeah. That, I've heard the name, never listened. Yeah, to they're them. they're they're really cool. It's a you know classic you know millennial success story. The guy started I think like recording uploading a lot of his demos on Bandcamp. Gotcha. Uh, now okay. he's got now he's got like now he's got a uh, a record deal with Matador Records and everything. But yeah, kind of a kind of a, I don't know how I describe it. Definitely has sort of like a lo-fi DIY feel with some some punk and indie influences all kind of mm -hmm. all kind of thrown into the mix. So they so they're really good. Um, I like Destroyer a lot. They're not necessarily a new band, but yeah. they keep putting out new music. So their album they put out last year, Ken, was really good. Uh, so th that that's uh, I like uh, Courtney Barnett. Oh yeah, she's a good. lot. Anything Kurt yeah, Vile yeah. does with like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I've heard that. He he just played at the Cat's Cradle, or he's going to. Oh really? Okay, yeah. all right. I think he just played there. Like, yeah, like a week ago or so. What was what was that feud? Didn't he have like a feud going on with someone? Like was it Sunkill Moon or whatever, whatever that guy's Sunkill, name? Sunkill Sunkill Moon's the, that I don't even remember that guy's name, but he's such a jerk. He probably has a feud with everybody <laughs> yeah. in the industry. Yeah, which is like crazy because because yeah. I I think he's the closest thing to a Kanye West that the indie music scene will ever have. Just yeah. just a guy who's like really belligerent, but still just makes like amazing like yeah. really beautiful. Yeah, and in some in some ways it almost makes it like. To, to me, one of like the greatest things about Kanye's music is that he's just he's just such a genuinely terrible person, but he also makes <laughs> yeah. he also he also oh, makes yeah. he also makes music that like 
is beyond our comprehension. I think Sun Kill Moon's the same yeah. way. That guy's yeah. that guy's truly awful, but it, so, yeah. some of his music is just uh, like that song "Carry Me Ohio" will will move you to tears. Yeah. You know, and he did all those yeah. modest mouse covers that were just unfathomably good. But uh, yeah, yeah, he just I would never. I hope I never meet him. That's, <laughs> like, I, that's a, that's yeah. a great way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, I love, love. That's what I love about Kanye too. It's like. Yeah. I like I'm not a big fan. I'm not a, a very big fan of rap. Like it's just it's just not my taste in music. I, I like some of it, but Kanye's music it's it's like hip hop, yeah, but it's not He's, I don't think he's a great rapper, but he's a great like producer and like he's just a great artist at making music and he he has a thing about him that he like people want to work with him and he can bring in all these artists and he can bring in mainstream, he can bring in indie artists. Yeah, and like just, Francis like, really and the Lights. Yeah. Like, really expose them. And people are just like, oh, this is really good, man. This, these people have been around for, like, 10 years or whatever. But yeah. he just, like, he'll find them and he'll just bring them together. Like, the uh, one album, what was it? Uh, my Dark Twisted my Fantasy. Beautiful, my Beautiful Dark Fantasy. Yeah. yeah. One yeah, of my favorite. Like I, I, I'm oh, kind yeah. of in the same boat as you in that I don't like a lot of rap necessarily. Yeah. Uh, or at least when I like it, I'm, I'm real selective with, with what I listen to. But, yeah, yeah I mean, his, like... I just look at my beautiful dark fantasy. It's just a, it's just a good like album. Like yeah, regardless yeah, of what, it really is. Uh, yeah. he he really uh, he really blurs a lot of the genres pretty well in in a way that yeah. in in a way that not many other people do. I mean, guys like David Bowie do it did it did it really well. Uh, mm-hmm. It's 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 a really rare talent, and and he does it in a way that doesn't sound really contrived. You know, you'll hear these collaborations. You've heard collaborations between like country music artists and, and hip hop artists, <laughs> and. <laughs> It's like you appreciate the effort, but like the final yeah. product's not very good. Yeah. I mean, let's yeah. let's be real here. Yeah. Florida Georgia Line. I mean, Ooh. yeah, we get it. You guys are are southern, but you're also have hip hop influence, and it's just not yeah. very good. Kanye yeah. Kanye kind of brings all that to the table and does it in a way that sounds still pretty genuine. Yeah, 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 man. Like he's just yeah, he's got like a it's just everything he makes is pretty good. He gets a like, free pass for being awful because he makes really good music. So yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I just some part of me like sometimes I think he's he's crazy and I think he's got I think he has like mental issues. Yeah, I think not yeah, he, anything he, that yeah, or this but, is it's just this is just a really really intricate like interactive yeah. piece of performance yeah. art. That's yeah. I tell myself that a lot. I'd be yeah. like he, he's he's okay. This is just this is just like something <laughs> that's just, like beyond. Yeah, yeah. His, his ways are yeah. higher than ours. Like we don't we don't we don't, we don't yeah. fully understand. Yeah. Don't we don't understand well, him. Like with his with his thing like with his like all his stuff that he was saying on Twitter. And, like people are like like uh like backing down on him and stuff like yeah i don't like i'm not i don't agree with everything he says of course and sometimes i think he's kind of just outlandish but i also do appreciate like i feel like i I appreciate like he's coming out and just saying like i'm gonna say whatever i want to say if that makes him a bad person yeah maybe it makes him a bad person but i do think it's it's like um People people are kind of scared these days to yeah. like kind of say things or whatever yeah. or like have opinions. You know, I feel like even with like yeah, you got the left and the right, but like America's so divided right now, it's just like people are scared to have opinions anymore. Yeah, and I think some of, I some think, of your opinions can be can suck, mm-hmm. but that's your opinion. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I do, I do, I do think there's this phobia out there of like we're, we're now we're we're afraid to interact with anyone who, who yeah. might think differently. That's. That's definitely yeah. that's definitely not a healthy thing because yeah. now now yeah. just kind of everyone just kind of exists in these echo chambers. Yeah, and we just yeah. sort of everyone just it's a lot of a lot of people just kind of patting themselves 
on the back. We and kinda, that's a nice way to say it's it. Weird. I'm actually reading yeah. a Kurt, I'm actually reading a Kurt Vonnegut novel oh, right cool. now. Player yeah. Piano, his first yeah. one, and I think I actually read it today and, and highlighted. Yeah, highlighted I saw it. that. I saw actually, that. Actually, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna pull it up on my phone here because yeah. it's just, crazy, man. I'm actually I'm actually reading one too. I'm reading his uh, what's it called the uh, the bigger one. Cat's Cradle. Yeah, no, nah, not Slaughterhouse that. Five. Slaughterhouse Five. Yeah, I haven't read that one yet. Yeah. Yeah. Here it is. It's yeah. it's much more convenient to think of the opposition as a nice homogenous dead wrong mass. Now I've got to muddy my thinking with exceptions. Apparently, this was when yeah. two people with dia you know diametrically different views had kind of interacted in a saloon and kind of kind of begrudgingly liked each other. So yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's beautifully put, Stuart. Yeah. Thanks for sharing and, that, man. Yeah, that's. I was actually talking to. Uh, it's kind of weird everywhere I go now. Like, uh, I meet a lot of German people, and I met one in like Vegas, like in a park the other day. I was like hiking, and I met the guy, and he was. We we're kind of talking about like Germany and like the culture differences and like the political differences, and he was talking about just his viewpoint from America. He's like, you guys are just so divided. And he's like, there's like, you, you're way over here and you're way over here. It's like there's it's polar like opposites. He's like, whereas like the German kind of political parties, like we're kind of like we have differences, but we're kind of like closer together. We're like one might be like just a little, little left and a little right, but they still and I kind of notice it too. Like no one, they still kind of get together as a society. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you have your extremists everywhere too. So I mean, there's there's that aspect too. You have your your extreme like left, your extreme right. But he said that like the political parties are kind of more. It's more closer together to like. There's more like bipartisan like agreements and stuff, whereas America's just been like there's kind of just a, really like a wedge, and if you like this guy, we can't talk, and if you like this guy, and it's just it's kind of, I kind of I kind of find that funny. It's not a lot like, of fun. Yeah, no, <laughs> not, yeah, I find it funny like in the dark. No, I, I understood not, what you meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know what the solution to any of that yeah. is. I'm not. Yeah. I think, I think someone smarter than me needs to figure that out because yeah. that's. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we are. It's, it's a mess. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. So, what is your? Uh, you said you were engaged. What is your, uh, your uh, fiance? What, what kind of line of work does she do? She, Rebecca works. She is a public historian. She uh, works. Season, right now, she's working seasonally for the National Park Service. So oh, she does, awesome, yeah, she does like historical interpretation for them. So she spearheaded like last year, she spearheaded a grant program that brought, you know, underprivileged kids to the school, to the, to the park. So that, that paid for them to, you know, to come out to the park and, and uh, learn a little bit about the history of uh, the park. In that case, it's, uh, a, you know, it's, it's the Guilford Courthouse National Military Park. One of the, one of the okay. pivotal battles in, in the American Revolution. So they get to learn a little bit about, you know, the country's history and, uh, the events surrounding that. Uh, so, yeah, she uh, d- does that. So ho- hopefully parlaying that into something more permanent with, with the Park Service. Yeah, that's really cool, man. Like, I mm-hmm. really love, like, I think that's one of the coolest things. Like, wasn't it, it was, uh, I was kind of reading it for a while, but I didn't, uh, I kind of stopped. Like, I, I kind of like get into a book and I read it, and then I I kind of get lazy because I don't read as much. And I have to read, I have, like, a short memory span so i have to like or i can't a concentration span so i have to read like really short books but i was reading uh teddy roosevelt's uh biography or auto or yeah his biography someone else wrote it uh wasn't he the one that like he kind of started the national park yeah he founded it yeah Mm -hmm. yeah or his administration did anyway yeah yeah 
Like I, I really think like that's I think that's one of the coolest things like in America, man. Just there's yeah. like all these national parks and yeah. stuff. Like I was just in in Zion in Utah like this past weekend. Like if you ever get a chance to check that park out, it's probably one of my one of my favorites. Zion in like Utah. Was, yeah. Yeah. That sounds cool. It sounds cool. Yeah, it yeah. does. Yeah. It's it's really that that park is really beautiful. It's it's just it's wild, man. It's it's very diverse. Like it's just it's kind of a cra- it's just a crazy park. And you talk about you talk about you know the country being really divided. You know the National Park Service is probably one of those few federal agencies that almost everybody agrees like yeah, yeah. this is cool. Yeah. Most people yeah, yeah. Pe- people people like going to the parks. The the way yeah. I look at it is is that like you know that that is that that's land that like belongs to everybody. You yeah. know because if you Probably, go to a, yeah. if you go to a national park, I mean you might have to pay a few bucks to get in. Yeah. But other than that, you know can't you know. Uh, other otherwise you know if, if that land gets privatized you know just a handful of people are going to own it and yeah. and profit from it and yeah. it's not it's not it's not money that's going to be shared by everybody so i think i think the park service i think it's one of the best and it provides i mean it, it, like you said it's really diverse i mean you can go to somewhere like in utah and do some like hiking and uh you know like you've got like yellowstone where you can do all kinds of like camping and whatnot and then you've got like you know the military park here where you can go and you can learn a lot about history so all the different yeah. parks provide, you know, because you've got like urban parks in places like New York, like yeah. the Statue of Liberty yeah, is yeah, run yeah. by the National Park Service. So yeah. there's just yeah. they, they provide so much. And it's just such a such a such a great part about our country, too. It's yeah, it's, yeah easily yeah. My, my favorite thing, I think. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's very cool. Like, it's just you can really appreciate and stuff and it. Yeah, sometimes it, it's kind of it's when people like. Like, that's one thing I'll never understand when, like, an administration or whatever is kind of, like, trying to take money from the park or, like, trying to, like, limit or, like, get more people. Or, like, or they want, like, allowing people to hunt, like, near national land or whatever. I'm just like, like, why? Like, that's a, that's a place where people can go and just explore. Like, you can go walk mm-hmm. off, like, into the mile in Yosemite, just a mile out, and you can just explore, like, wilderness and nature. And... It's would, it's one thing that makes the country special. It's like if you if you give if if everybody like if you like people on the land like privately, they're just going to destroy it. Like they do everything. I, I would tend to agree with you about that. And and you know in terms of like protecting resources, you know NPS does a great job of because they do allow some hunting and fishing, and some of that. Yeah. And and they do a great job of managing that because if you know the thing about a lot of guys who hunt and fish. Or I should say, people who hunt and fish is most of them are very conservationally yeah, minded. Yeah, they're oh, yeah, they're yeah, really yeah. and 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 so when you get when you get experts, you know, at NPS who can kind of facilitate that, it's 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 a really good dynamic. Yeah. Uh, but if if you start getting away from from stuff, if you, if you start getting away from that, and and people who might not have as altruistic uh, motives, yeah. Then, yeah. then, then that, that that's where you do start. Yeah. Start running. Yeah, the regulation has its place in it all. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. For yeah, sure. yeah. Like, yeah. You gotta, you gotta have and that. That is, that is kind of like they like funny, like the uh, well, not funny, but pe- yeah, people that do hunt, like they are like kind of more like yeah, like bigger, like like people that utilize the the land and like mm-hmm. and, like control the population of animals. Like they really do have like a love, a love for it. Absolutely. I was actually listening yeah. to Joe. I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast, and he had some guy from like Canada. That uh-huh. owns like a, he owns like a, uh, some like restaurant up there, like in, in, I forgot what part it was, but he was like, he hunts like his own meat and goes out and like forages like mushrooms and stuff out in mm-hmm. nature and everything. It's just very cool. And, but it, like the way he talked about it, yeah, he like hunts animals, he kills animals, but like he's also like, it's very, 
it's you know he res- he respects it. It's not like he's going out there just like and just blasting and like just yeah. wreaking havoc. You know, it's a very it's kind of a respectable like manner of what he does because I mean, you know, and in my opinion, like meat, I eat meat. It's yeah, it's food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like a good burger. You know, oh yeah, burgers don't burgers just don't come out of nowhere. They come from yeah. an animal died for that. You know, yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah. Cool deal. Awesome. Well, let's do it. I mean, this has been a pretty good pod. I hope I hope it's been up to yeah, your uh, up yeah. To your oh, guys, thanks for having me on. Yeah. This is fun, and uh, conversations never end, right? Is that it? Yeah. yeah, yeah awesome. like stories Sto- never end. Stories never end. All right. Sorry about end. that. Yeah. Stories, stories don't end. It's actually it's yeah. from a. Uh, do you know the band Dolls? Dolls. No, band, I can't. That band. Right All right, I'm, still, I'm looking at the poster now. They look cool. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, they're, they're a very good band, man. They're kind of like yeah. they're like a, it's like a, a South, a, like a Southern California like. Oh, okay. Uh, kind of yeah. like just. I think they sound a lot like Tom Petty, really. Well, my like, hobby is checking out new music, so yeah. I'll have to look these guys like, up. Kind of like Tom yeah, Petty. They Eagles, have a very good like, like they have a very good American like Americana sound. I guess it's not yeah. um, mm. it's not super like well not yeah, it's just I wouldn't say I like know. Americana really. It's more like just well, like 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 Southern California rock like kind of yeah. like that. It's um, like um, it's just like an easy listening stuff. Yeah. Like you know, I like, mean, I don't know what your opinion. I wouldn't, I wouldn't com- totally compare them to the Eagles, but it's kind of yeah, just not, like yeah. But I don't, I don't know, man. I would, yeah, I would check them out. They're very good. Yeah. Like Taylor Goldsmith, the the uh, yeah. the lyricist of the band or whatever. He's mm-hmm. got he's got very good words. Like he's just yeah. a very good. Uh, the way okay. he uh, yeah. he writes and stuff. He's, I, would, he, I would definitely check him out. Yeah, he's he's kind of just a storyteller. Like a lot of the stuff he talks yeah. about. It's not like like I was. I've been watching a lot of his interviews here lately, and and the way that he goes about like songwriting. It's not he doesn't just sing songs about himself or like his own personal experiences. He he like I was listening to the way like he wrote uh, a little bit of everything, and he was like, well, I had this idea for like these three different stories, and I just wanted to like have these different verses about these different people, and then mm-hmm. like. He does. He does like the last verse is, is just kind of like tying it all together and stuff. Okay, um, very yeah. cool. Yeah, he, he he's he's big on, on like stories and stuff. So, yeah, I would yeah. check it out, man. So yeah, the the song he has a song called Story. It was actually an album too, but there's a song yeah. titled Stories Don't End. And I don't know when we were thinking a name for the podcast, it just kind of made sense because our yeah. whole idea here is just to get people on, talk about their personal stories, uh, kind of more involved like you're surrounded by like traveling because both yeah. daniel and myself have done, done well, some traveling yeah, so. done yeah. Traveling, yeah so. you guys have i i, I love <laughs> i love the pictures you guys put up on instagram that's yeah it's we, really cool yeah we yeah. kind of go yeah. we, we go some places this yeah. stuff yeah. yeah but just but, yeah, yeah it's, it's and our whole idea is like to, to get people in like that on this like podcast and people like you that are doing like cool things around the, their community and whatever and just oh, well thank you you know so yeah, we, we, f- we found you very interesting Stuart you know yeah. we know we know you're a professional at, uh, doing podcasts which yeah. we're not so much but hey man yeah. all I do it for I do it for fun man this is this is a good time on yeah, a Sunday afternoon yeah just, just a nice to, time just on a Sunday chat, afternoon man. just to yeah just yeah, to get I'm together enjoy, I'm enjoying it yeah Talk with the buddies with with, the, with my fellow brethren. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. We didn't yeah, even question, get into Stuart, that. Did you, uh, Stuart? I got a question. Did you, did you go to church this morning? I'm gonna plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's okay. I I I have I probably haven't been in like a year, honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't go either. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's tough, man. Uh, well, well, cool. 
we're going to sign off here. This has been uh, Stories Don't End yep. with yep. your host, Cowboy Daniel, and myself, Vapor 3000, with our special guest, Stuart Barefoot. Thanks, Peace. guys. Enjoyed right, it. Thanks.